Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 118, which are two films, of course, because we have like two, two films. The first one is from 2022, and it is Tar, uh, which was recently nominated for an Oscar, directed by Todd Fields, and of course, starring Kate Blanchett. And we decided to pair that with a 1993 film called 32 Short Films About Glenn Gould, which is directed by Francois Girard, and of course, it is uh, starring Colin Fiore. Uh, and you may think to yourself, ah, oh, well, these are just some pretentious classical music uh, movies. Uh, and you're not completely uh, right there, because there is something very extraordinary about these films, uh, especially Tar. Uh, it is not necessarily the film that you think it is. And in some cases, you may not even realize the kind of film it is until literally the very last shot. And then you start to realize you've had the complete concept of this completely wrong. It is very, very interesting. And we, of course, get into depth into discussing that. Uh, and we definitely recommend you guys watch Tar. It is really, really interesting. Uh, really loved it. And of course, I did see uh, 32 short films about Glenn Gould, but a long, long time ago, probably when it was in theaters. It was really great to see that film as well. So uh, really cool. Uh, so anyway, just listen to the whole thing. You'll get where we get to at the end. It's kind of a, a big reveal, much like Tar does. All right, uh, don't really have any announcements just yet. There's a few things that are up in the air. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to do a uh, podcast or a recording or a watch party even uh, this Saturday, but we'll keep you posted. And, of course, the best do- place to do that, uh, to know where, where, what's going on, is to go to our Discord. Um, and the best place to get to our Discord is to see the, uh, the description uh, on our YouTube page for all of our podcasts. There's a link right there that tells you what our Discord is. Uh, and if you're not to subscribe to us on YouTube, this is an opportunity for you to do that. Just go to youtube.com slash at martini giant. Again, that is youtube.com slash at martini giant. But for now, please enjoy episode number 118 with Tar and 32 short films about Glenn Gould. Enjoy. Uh, we, this is the chit chat portion of the show. If you guys know, I'm sure you guys the show is largely the chit chat portion of the, the show, but this is the opening chit chat. This is the opening chit chat. Yeah. We haven't started talking about the show mm-hmm. yet. But this week's uh, uh, episode, or what we're going to be doing today, we're going to be talking about Tar, which is a movie that Daniel has seen, but Eric and I have not seen right. until now. Am I correct, Eric? You got it. Right. right. And then uh, we asked, since Eric and I didn't know what to pair it with, because we hadn't seen it, we asked Daniel to pick an, an opening title to it, and uh, he's decided uh, 32 short films about Glenn Gould, which I have seen like, probably in 93 when it came out. Yep. Yeah. Same. Yep. Yeah. That, that, it's certainly, it's been a, a long while since I had seen it. So after I saw Tar, mm-hmm. right, and then I was going to go back and watch, uh, uh, and I was like, oh, and I was thinking when I saw Tar, my first reaction was, you know, we should have paired this with, before I watched the other film, mm-hmm. I said, we should have paired this with Whiplash, right? Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, another, there, there's two movies, I, I totally agree, and not to, I'm not going to hide okay. I just want to say. Now, that, I'm that, glad that, we didn't. That and Barry Lyndon are my two other possible pairings for Tar. Right. <laughs> right. So, so, so whiplash, mm-hmm. but it would have been, I'm sorry, too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree. And for, and the other thing is people should know about 32 short films about Glenn Gould because it is 
that's a fantastic film that it was, is yes. long forgotten. Long yeah. forgotten. It like I don't know if you guys found a better copy. The only copy I could find was an no. SD, and it looked SD. like shit. Shit. Yeah. It looked like shit, man. It was like watching I, it projected on a. a it was a really bad. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was terrible. Forgivable though, because yeah. it was such a beautiful film. I mean, it's a great. Yeah, no, it's a great film. Looks great. Great, beautifully photographed film too. There is an HD version, I think, on Apple movies. Okay. But go. we watched it. I watched it on Amazon Prime. That's the only thing I can. As, uh, that was one of the. There are two embarrassing prints. No, I, saw this I watched. I rented it because I didn't see it on Prime. Mm-hmm. And well, it not, was, not a Prime. So it's I rented, yeah, I rented it on rented Amazon. It. Yeah. I rented it's it on Amazon. Amazon. Okay, I rented it on um, Apple, and it was crap. It was also oh, so it was crap too. Okay. There, there you go. Yeah, so they didn't they have got, an HD transfer that thing. That yeah. movie is too good. It was, to it was really like blurred out and yeah, colors really, really smudge. Really it was horrible. I was yeah. like, wow, I rented this. Well, you remember, dude, we, we used to watch movies like that back in the day. On, on a, VHS, on a, yeah. On VHS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And we were, we were perfectly happy. I, I, yeah. I, I am, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm spoiled by streaming, like streaming, which used to be like a joke of like, you know, basically like, yeah, six forty four eighty. You know, mm-hmm. you know, but like now it's like, it's gold. It's, you know, nearly gold standard. It's fantastic. 4K HDR. It's 4K HD. <laughs> so, but like the, like the, because I also tried to watch Netflix put up, uh, uh, both Psycho and The Birds, and they have a good print of yes. The Birds. Their, their print of Psycho, I actually, I was, this is so fucking shitty and snobby. I wrote to Netflix and I'm like, you should be embarrassed that you put wow. this copy of Psycho up. Like, you don't have a better copy of Psycho. <laughs> this literally looks like I'm watching through a dirty window in someone's house. Maybe that's the effect you wanted to make me feel like Norman. <laughs> but, like, it's so shit. I couldn't believe my mind. I couldn't believe my eyes. But, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's too bad for a 32 short film. Because that's a... It, it, I, it was a real pleasure to rewatch that one. That one. I had not seen that Yeah. One. And I... I actually have to say, I mean, the, the audio quality was not that great either. But oh, I don't know yeah. if that's... It just maybe that just needs a remaster. It just needs that's what it needs. But who's yeah. going to put up the money for that? Yeah, right. Right. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I was just like this. This thing is so nicely shot. Music is obviously beautiful, you know, and it's such an inventive little indie film that really I think changed. Like that really opened people because uh, I mean ninety three was early big in, time. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is like when the indie scene really hit was ninety. Yeah, yeah. Like I was living time. in New York then, and that was a big film. Yeah, it really, really got people hooked, you know, and really introduced them to some, you know, nifty ways to make movies that, you know, people hadn't really thought of before. I What I think was really cool, because we obviously, uh, the three of us, we've been uh, looking at film or film structure quite a bit. And so this is a really interesting way of looking at film structure, mm-hmm. that film, because of the way that it's done as 32 scenes as opposed yes. to yeah. a, a normal structure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I think we should start with Tar, though. Okay. All right. Yes. Opening salvo, Tar. Nominated for Best Picture. Nominated for Best Picture. And then just sort of, when it didn't win, it just sort of disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> like, yeah. everyone just stopped talking about it. There is, uh, what's the name of the actor from from uh, Glenn Gould? What's his name? Um, oh, that's a Comfior. I love Com- Comfior. Yeah. yeah, great. great Comfior and Kate Blanchett's, their, their, their connection. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, they each played in a Thor film? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh my I, god! I was like, there I was a connection. Tom's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he he played in the first Thor. He played the the ice god guy. Huh. Right. Right. Yeah. That's great. And That's then she she and so she he was the really big big bad guy in the first film, mm-hmm. and she was the evil sister in right. 
in uh, in the other one. So that's perfect. That's literally perfect. Yeah, like because I've I've long been a. I mean, like Comfier is one of these guys that should have should be a a well known character actor. Right, he should be like a yeah yeah, yeah like why he should is be. That? I, I'm not sure why he's sort of missed the recognition, but he's always great whenever I see him. Um, but he's you know, done a lot of he's all over the map in terms of what he's done. He's done a ton of TV shit. Ton of, t- ton of TV. I think he makes most of his most of his bread in TV. I think that's what's yeah. really going on. Is he Canadian? I think so. I believe that's true. Um, right. But yeah, because you see him and he's a he's got a great pit, a uh, great bit, and um, uh, Michael Mann's the insider. He's got like all sorts. Of, he just shows up and you're just like, oh, this guy's fucking great. Why don't I see him more? Uh, but he's on like Chicago Fire, Chicago Hope, Chicago, all the entire Chicago run of pictures. He was also in Chicago, the, the musical. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the fire marshal. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, yeah. No, but he, he was, was actually in the musical, Mar- Chicago. He was. Uh, oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> I thought you were joking, Dan. No, I thought that was a bad joke. That's incredible. That's what he takes. He's just like, I want you to line up anything with Chicago. That's it. It's the only thing I do. Uh, yeah, he's, I'm, he's I'm not kidding. Let me think. Look it up. He's uh, he's also the villain in uh, the uh, terrifically terrible B movie um, with the Vin Diesel. What's it called? It's the sequel to Pitch Black. What is that? What's that thing called? Oh yes, Rip. Hold on a second. Yeah, it's uh, oh, Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles, yeah. of, Chronicles of Riddick, which is, which is hysterically aw- like it's, it's so awful. It's, it's such awful, a disappointment. But it's so but that's a fun. watch party right there. Oh, it's a watch you... party movie. It's like it's entertaining as hell. It is so bad, and that's what's so disappointing is that Pitch yeah. Black was Pitch so Black's cool. a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was in Chicago. Oh my god, that's amazing because he's he, also awesome. he he's played like... Harrison in Chicago. I love it. That, that is. Yeah. Oh man. But like, yeah. That's that. He's he's terrific, and he's and he's actually quite great. He really chews the scenery in uh in Riddick. Chews the scenery. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> Hulk's like he, he eats it up, dude. And like he's <laughs> and I don't know if I ever. I don't know if I should tell the story. I've have I ever told you the the story of me going to see Chronicles of Riddick? This is incredible. I think I no. I keep going. This is okay. Uh, this is a. This is me working blue. This is a dirt, this is a dirty story. So it, like, prepare yourselves or don't listen for the next two minutes. Oh, I think I did. I, yep, <laughs> I remember this story. <laughs> so, this is, is this embarrassing? Story. Like the hand thing with the, with the... Is, yes. So, like for any. Oh, I should warn you though. Yeah, <laughs> that Rip One Six Two is on, so we can't get too blue. <laughs> oh God! How can I? T- I don't even know you if I can tell, tell that, that story. story. Oh, I know. That, that, story. that story is too okay. But, but listeners, please remind me <laughs> to tell you the the Chronicles of Riddick story. It's one. Yeah. Of the, it's one of my favorite stories to tell. Wait, and it's you, like you're it, not going to do it. I can't tell. There's. It's. We have an audience to think about. Well, I'll do. I'll do. I'll do it in a more appropriate setting. It is, I should say that Rip One Six Two has seen all kinds of stuff, including is, like he. While he he is, I'm going to you know, feel self conscious. I'm going to feel yeah. self conscious. I can't do it today. But like, okay. if you've ever seen the movie, <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie The Aristocrats, yes, this is yes. my version of The Aristocrats. It is. <laughs> It is the aristocrats. This is the filmmaking. This is the going to the movies version of the aristocrats. What did you see today? The aristocrats. <laughs> the aristocrats. <laughs> like it's a, and like and the things I don't even have to elaborate on it in order for it to be like it's for it to sound like a vaudeville gag. It's unbelievably silly. Yeah. So yes, but that, you got a free ticket. It, that's that's it. This is <laughs> and uh, the deadline is the, the I chari- got a free ticket. <laughs> the aristocrats. Yeah, that's the the aristocrats is the is the fact that I got a free ticket out of it. A lot of free tickets, as a matter of fact. Yeah, Wasn't it also so like the like him again? <laughs> that's that's yeah. That's the real punchline. That's the true punchline. But yeah, it is. It is so. 
it's such a juicy story in many ways that I like, uh, really have to. Well, we'll do that. Martini Giant Nights. Right. We're going to do that for Martini there Giant Nights. There was a Dimitri <laughs> Martin. There was a Dimitri Martin story that was hilarious, where he was talking about he went to the to some restaurant and they were, forgot what it was, but they they had this really strange waiter, or or, <laughs> okay. or bus boy or something like that, and and they were trying to get their breakfast and she, they said, "Oh, can I get a, 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 an extra slice of bread or mm-hmm. a toast?" Right. And the busboy says, uh, yeah. And so he goes away, comes back and he's just, instead of putting the bread on a, on a piece of, um, on a piece of, on a plate and bringing it mm-hmm. over, he's just carrying it with his two fingers, like over to the table. Like uh, this, and you. then drops it down. <laughs> and Thanks. so they're like, that was odd. So they decided they were like, you're going to ask, maybe she would ask for another piece of bread. I don't know. And so they could break the, Call the waiter over, and the waiter says, "Can I help you?" He's like, "Well, we." And it's like, "Did he bring the bread over with two fingers?" It's <laughs> like this has happened before. <laughs> like, uh, did he bring the bread over with two fingers? <laughs> Wait, he still works here. That, that totally reminds me. Like, I was on a date in New York, like in the early nineties, yeah. and I went to a restaurant in the village, and we're sitting there, and we, we our food arrives, and bread comes, and he brings the bread, and we both reach for the bread. The, the date and I. And we reached for the bread and kind of like, oh, you go first, you go first. And then we both looked to our right and there was decorative bookshelves, you know, <laughs> on nice. the thing. And right, on right, the bookshelf right. at pretty much eye level was this huge rat <laughs> looking at us. And we both looked and then we looked at the bread and we looked at each other like, oh. And then we both put the bread down. And look mm. back, it's looking at us like, hmm. And then the waiter comes over and like, we have a question. I was like, it is that's not a statue that moved. Is it a little figurine? <laughs> and the thing's there looking at us. He's like, no. And he leaves, but he doesn't do anything because he didn't want to make a scene. So the thing was sitting there for the rest of the dinner, but we didn't touch the bread. We're just like, let's Did just you eat, eat out any of food. Well, we ate what came, but we didn't eat the bread because it just was like, ah. It was associated some... with rat. <laughs> but it was there, and then he hid behind a book, and then it came back with its whiskers. Burr, burr, burr. It was like. Hmm. Have That's you seen it. the movie Ratatouille? It was totally Ratatouille, but it, was, it wasn't like a huge rat, but it was like this. It was a good size. It could have yeah. been a large mouse, but I doubt it. Yeah. No, it would say either way for me. <laughs> I actually think that. Rats are adorable when you have them as pets. I think that's lovely. When they're on your decorative bookcase in the restaurant. But it was dark. (laughs) And I swear, my data, when we were leaving, she's like, I swear they turned the lights down dimmer. And I was like, really? (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just so nobody sees it. That's what the waiter did, apparently. That's it. All right. Let's get into it. Mm, All right. So, Tar. So, uh, for those of you who are new to this, uh, uh, what we usually do is we talk about the movie and we actually spoil the whole thing uh, that we talk and interrupt our, each other constantly. No, that's not true, Chris. I just want to go to the, we don't, <laughs> what we want to do is that when we don't skirt around, but one of the things that I was, was going to bring up is smoking the bandit, but before we go down tar, because right. Dan was like, Oh, those two movies are identical tar and smoking the bandit. And I was yeah. like, I, mean, I was looking the- for it. I was looking right. for it. Yeah, because it's it's mainly in the Buford uh, T Justice character oh, in, in both. Okay, like, I, I was just like, I, at, I was like, where have I heard at, that name? Bert, and I was like, I don't see the connection. Well, it's <laughs> I thought it was because they're driving on asphalt, which is made of tar. 
Ah, see? <laughs> That's right. It is. Always with the, yes. Yes, it's very true. Uh, uh, yeah, like, no, I actually, not to, I, a friend of mine just sent me a link to a scene from Smoking the Bandit. I haven't seen Smoking the Bandit in many years. It's on now. I just saw it the other night. It's, I, if the rest of the movie is as funny as the scene that he sent me, I should see Smoking the Bandit again, because that was you very Oh, I love that movie. I'll <laughs> oh, see that movie. I saw it recently. Yeah. We were just talking about Smoking the Bandit. You see, this is again. This again, we can't even get started. You, know? <laughs> and you see what you've done, Eric. You haven't right. a, okay, you haven't tar, done Lydia Tar. Lydia, Lydia Tar. Lydia Tar. Lydia Tar. Okay, so uh, opening, uh, she's waiting in the aisles, right? Yeah, uh, she's waiting in the wings of her of the interview, the public interview that uh, she's going to give New York, the New Yorker. The New Yorker from the, with yeah. the New Yorker. Yes. Yeah, home of your favorite film critic. Oh, like well, you should, I should say that not only. Uh, I'll put my cards on the table. I love this movie, and this is that I've seen this many times now. But That's not the, a surprise. Yes. So the this this uh, this movie opens up at the New Yorker film, like uh, festival and like, uh, uh, but that's at Lincoln Center, right? Uh, yeah, at Lincoln Center, and so like and it's an interview with li- the famous Lydia Tarr, right? And the New Yorker, but the actual it's, magazine, it's, it, right? Uh, like reviewed this, and the reviewer that I that I love, uh, uh, what's his name? Anyway, whatever his name is. The uh, guy who poo pooed. What movie did he poo pooed at? Uh, the the worst stuff. person in the world. He shredded the worst person in the right. world in the he's most. An idiot. He's like he's an idiot. I, he may be a wonderful person in real life. His reviews just they boggle my mind that people pay him to write reviews for movies. <laughs> <laughs> just like this guy. What if his whole angle is everyone now just loves the medium of movies and shows? So everyone's always most part just dying and giving glowing reviews. Yeah. My angle is I'm just going to. Say, <laughs> I'm going to pretend I saw douche. some other and, movie you know, and then write a attention. review about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he just gets the attention like and people yeah. love him. And it's like, I, you're honest. That's what I yeah, love this, about this, you. Well, this guy, you know. like, he's like, he, uh, in the case of both this and his review of Tar, which features The New Yorker, like, he shredded Tar as well. Uh, they were both basically the same review. And I was just like, what, he's what using was his angle? Bot. He's it's, using he's a bad person. He's no, using GPT-4. Why are we cheering for a bad person? No, he, like, he is like, he saw the movie as celebratory of her and her point of view. And so it's a bad movie because it is, oh my God. I, I, like, I was just like, how is what that? are you talking about? All right. <laughs> so Chris, let's not get, it's practically a comedy by the it's end. It's a fucking comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a fucking comedy. I was just like, are you insane? Are you in-? I was, I was blown Wait, away. which movie did he say that about? About both uh, The Worst Person in the World, uh, which is a movie about, like, which is a very empathic um, we movie saw it. about. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a very, I'm saying to the audience, like, uh, that movie is a very empathic um, view of, the narcissism of your early twenties and the mistakes you make because of the way, the point of view that you have. And it's a, it's a very kind movie and a very uh, gentle movie about observing this, uh, but it also doesn't pull any punches. And like, that's the point of the film. And, uh, uh, and he completely missed this entirely uh, and thought it was a movie that was critiquing I, like people like him, I guess, who are, maybe narcissists <laughs> like yeah. and are not 25 years old um and then in tar like he sees this as uh he sees it as now i'm not gonna well, we'll get into this part but he sees this as a as a fox news supported anti-cancel culture screed oh my oh, god and i'm just like the whole thing i'm just like i i don't know what movie you saw but you should definitely check your amazon account to see if you rented the right thing. <laughs> he's basically, re- he's reacting like that kid who stormed off. Yes, yes. exactly. Now, because yeah. I mean, now I think that the movie has, 
like it does definitely talk about this, but it is far from single sided about this. hundred uh, percent. And it is, it is a, an absolutely damning, comedically damning portrait of this woman. And I think yeah. that that's what is, what's genius about the film. From my point of view, I don't mean to step on anybody else's thing. Like it yeah. is, it doesn't feel like a comedy. I get it. Like, like Barry Lyndon doesn't feel like a comedy when you're watching it. I, uh, it does not feel like a comedy, but when you, but, but when, when you, you end on, on that last shot, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. oh my God, that is, I was rolling. <laughs> laughing. You're talking about tar. Yes. Yeah. It's like, so, yeah, dude, it's like, <laughs> I, have, I have, I have multiple questions to ask yes. you guys, yes, but yes. I'm going to ask. We'll as get we into get, it in order. Let, yeah. Let's yeah. get, let's yeah. try to get into it in order, but let's go. Chris, let's it. not diverge too much. We no, just stay focused. This movie, like this, is now everyone. Everyone knows that the that I I'm, love this movie. This I've never movie seen is, it. It's I, I liked film. it too. I liked yeah, it like too. this movie is it. great. This is it's my it's my second favorite film of last year. It's uh, Blonde being my controversial first pick, but this movie that's my the, favorite film of last year too. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, this movie, uh, like on rewatching it, became twice as good as the first time I saw it. It is a, it like once you get the gag and you watch it with that in mind, like that movie just is off to the races, man. It's insane. Absolutely. Uh, so yes, tar. Let's go for it. Well, the, here's I real. The thing that I'm going to say why I liked it so much is that Whiplash. What's what's a Simmons? What's his name? And J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons and Whiplash. Like his performance felt like I am going to go for an Oscar. Yeah, sure. And I mean, Kate he's Blanchett. Great. He's great at it. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, with Kate Blanchett, it was like. I'm just going to give you the best performance. Possible. I'm just going to give a shit. Go. But that's who she is, man. <laughs> and it's interesting. It reminded me a lot of her her Blue Jasmine work, which I yes. love. Yes, yes. That's that's one of her. I I think that's probably her second. Jackie, yeah. Jackie Greenleaf. Oh it's like like but, but like Blue Blue Jasmine for people who haven't seen it. Who who, who can who can watch Woody Allen movies? Watch Blue Jasmine. That's his. That's probably one of his last good, really good. It films. is. Yes, it is. And uh, and she is. Stunning, so in it. Good. and the and the ending in particular in that one is is it's really heartbreaking and incredibly well done, Great, brilliant, brilliant performance. But this is this is um, a times ten multiplier. This is such a brilliantly executed, perfectly observed, hilarious performance that I I don't know I can't think of anything else at, at, like it outside of Daniel Plainview in. Um, uh, uh, What's what it called again? Uh, yeah, there in, will be blood. There will be blood. Like this, this is Kate Blanchett's Daniel Plainview, and I think it's uh, it's it's absolutely mind blowing. This performance is out, out of control, and then and then and the movie and the movie meets her at that level, but she is leading the thing the whole time. It's just insane. Yes. So she is getting ready for an interview. Uh, a woman comes by, gives her some pills and some water. Mm-hmm. She takes them and brushes her off. So she's immediately putting her character on the table. Yes. Right? Yeah. I am famous. I dis I I p- t- treat people like objects who are beneath me. <laughs> it's so yes. like you with us. Right? So it's, a, it's very we didn't want to break it to you this early, but there it is. But yeah, it's it, it's such a like from the like you're saying, the opening second, you go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know how you get that? Two is when that next scene, you see her on that beautiful private plane with the oh, face. Yeah. <laughs> that's then, the opening scene, isn't it? That's the opening shot. Yeah. Well, folks, actually, no. The opening, the opening starts with the credits backwards. 
That's right. Yeah, which is really quite great, I think. For, yeah. for a couple of reasons. Like, I think that it's like, I like, personally, I like the, just like we've talked about before, I like movies giving you a time, giving you time to get in the mood of the movie. Like, that's yeah, why you I, do main on ends now all the time. Now, yeah, so. exactly. And so, like, I really, I prefer, like, having, a, like, I liked, you know, old movies used to have the overture that would play throughout the theater before you were even sitting down. So it would get you in the, in the musical zone of the movie as you're getting your popcorn, blah, blah, blah. And then you'd sit down and you're in the movie and then there's the lead in with the credits and then the story starts. So you're in, it sets you up to be in the world of the movie before you get there. So mm-hmm. I like that uh, also. But also when I heard the director, Todd Field, he was talking about it. He's like, I can't make a movie about, you know, this narcissistic um, uh, artist uh, who basically draws all attention to herself away from her, her own, the per- people that perform with her and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then put the credits at the, f- at the end of the movie when no one's going to watch them. Like, I need to put the credits for what you're about to see in a place where you'll see them so people will get credit. Right. And I was like, that's a really, that's a really thoughtful and... Interesting. Uh, con- it's a consistent point of view in that, lines, that lines up with the movie. And I really, I think that's very smart. So regardless of whether he's earnest in that or not, it is a part of the, it makes sense in terms of what the movie is saying to make that, uh, to make that choice. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So she, she sits down for her interview. Now it's, this is an interesting thing. So as she sits down for her interview, you hear the introduction, a lavish, lavish introduction. <laughs> and her assistant knows it all. Her assistant is sitting in the audience mouthing the word <laughs> with, with this look on her face of like, oh, oh for Christ's sake. Yeah, but that's oh, the signal oh. that, that she's going to be the betrayer. Oh yeah, without a doubt. She hates right. me. She resents her deeply from the opening, from her opening right. shot, right? Little, and know. like, because because it's clear that Tar wrote this. The intro. Devil's Wear Prada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Tar wrote this intro herself. That's clear. Like she's just like, this is what because you later see her fucking, you know, typing her own Wikipedia page. Like she's curating her own Wikipedia page. <laughs> like right. there's no way that this whole blather at the beginning isn't a prescripted. Yeah. Uh, format, you know, and uh, like, and and it's played like it's totally off the cuff, and she's just like, you know, oh, well, you know, you're you're saying too much, you know, she's being very sort of like, oh, well, I understand, of course, love, like, just like, well, no, no, no. The act. funny, the funny thing that it happens is after he finishes the intro, and she, he says, the uh, the the interviewer goes, now I noticed while I was giving your intro, you had a strange look on your face, is it? Because you don't like hearing these wonderful things about you, or did I miss something? <laughs> or did I miss something? <laughs> or did I miss something? It's like this is the kind, like it, like this is what I want to say to the the actual reviewer at the New Yorker that yeah. you didn't get that fucking joke. Yeah, you should start watching the movies you review. Yeah. <laughs> like that, uh, that blows my mind. Like that you are an mind. idiot. I can't believe yeah. people are like that. What a what a dope. Sorry, I mean, if I meet him, if I ever meet him, I'm sure he's a nice guy. The director Todd Fields feels the same way you did, and that's why he cast him. Uh, 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 he didn't cast that guy, but I think he picked he picks the New Yorker. Yes, but do you think he was trying to do that in that way, or did he just he reveres it? No, he definitely feels like he's actually he's said out loud how he feels about this stuff. Like, I mean, he's like he's like he's like he has the same feelings I do about the New Yorker, which is like the New Yorker 
like is a like I still I do I still do read the New Yorker and pieces from the New Yorker because they do have great writers that work for them, uh, and they used to have really really landmark great work. You know, yes, eighties, uh, yeah, and just, eighty and nineties, fan fantastic fantastic work, really thoughtful work. But now they are so, um, uh, uh, they're so tar, <laughs> you know, like they're so they're a manufactured. Um, prop of themselves and it's all about making sure they're saying exactly the right thing to look exactly most right all the time newspapers are like that too oh, true. Yeah. But they're, they're just, just the high food brand. Nonsense version of it. yeah yeah exactly and it's really it's really shallow and uh and and uh, un incurious they are incurious and uh, i think that that's the like that's what he's lampooning in the opening of the movie it's just like this guy is just there to uh pour honey on her like that's like that's literally it. well that's how I feel about the inside the actor's studio thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, like, it's, him. it's him. like ugh. Yeah, Jesus Christ, James Lipton. Yeah, <laughs> and then we come to your masterpiece. I'm surprised he has any <laughs> any, any fabric left on his on his on his, the knees of his pants. Just, I mean, like <laughs> like he, he actually would give inter interesting interviews. Like like James Lipton wasn't well, that. Well, he pulled a lot of talent. Yeah, that he pulls great talent. Yeah, 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 absolutely did. But man, oh man, dude! Sometimes, sometimes, like it'd be like, it'd be like, and then Robin Williams, we come to Jack. <laughs> You're just like, uh, you don't, really, you don't honestly. Think One of the good, funniest yeah. Lipton thing is seeing him. Uh, Will Ferrell? Patron? No, seeing him being being interviewed by Ali G. <laughs> oh my, oh god, my god. god! Yeah. Oh Jesus. Sa that, Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> and he doesn't know. This is back yeah. when, you know, Ali G was very yeah. not well known. Yeah. But it was really yeah. funny. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Funny. All right. So, Lydia Tarr, we established this. The good thing about or this. Did beginning, I miss something? <laughs> the good thing about this is that it, it, it sort of establishes several things. She is the first, she's a, she's a woman composer, which is mm -hmm. a rare thing. They mm -hmm. established a female composer and that whole thing dominated right. male, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, her her idol obviously is Lenny Bernstein. Lenny Bernstein, yeah, yes. like like Lenny. Oh yeah, well, but Lenny, you know, because Bernstein's supposed to be her mentor, right? right? And so normally anyone would say Leonard Bernstein. If you yeah, like, if you call Leonard Bernstein Lenny in the course of an interview, uh, Bobby De Niro, Bobby. Oh yeah, me and Bobby, Bob Bobby is... and I were just hanging out. Today. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like I could, it's like I'm on a lawn party in Connecticut at that moment, instantaneously. Uh -huh. <laughs> me and me and Lenny, of course, when Lenny said this, uh, yeah, that's very funny because I saw an interview years ago of like the lead singer, no joke, of White Snake, and he was talking about working with Jimmy Page. He's like, you know, Pagey is, uh, you know, I was like, Pagey, <laughs> oh, I was no. like, what, oh, man? God. Really? You're of White Snake, and you're like, yeah. Pagey is, he, he's his own person. He's he's great. Like, yeah, like I don't know why. <laughs> I, like, it's just like even if Pagey. you know, even if you know someone super super well, use the name like and use their first name. Use the first name that everyone uses. Like, right? Don't, don't be like you know. You said Robert when you said Robert De Niro, you know, like yeah. that kind of stuff. But be like, <laughs> oh, Bobby Bob. <laughs> He's the well, shy hold on. Boy. We say Joe Kaczynski all the time. Yeah, no, we say we can, we can say Joe because it's Joe Kaczynski. Like we do know him, and his name is Joe Kaczynski. His name is Joseph Kaczynski. Is it Joseph? Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. Now, okay, I, I mean my own words. Let's look it up. Let's look like, it up. Let's look it up. 
Like, uh, if because... we've been overly familiar with with uh, with Joseph, then uh, then I apologize. But yes, like I think that's it's especially yeah, with he's someone... credited as Joseph Kaczynski. Okay, he's Joseph from then on. I'll try and live by that. Yeah, uh, that's that's. Uh, it's hard for me because I know him as Joseph. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you really you really do know him very well. Yeah, I do. Know? Yeah, but uh, like, but I think with someone like you know when you're talking about Leonard Bernstein, like Lenny. Lenny is <laughs> a bit of a stretch, he no matter how well you know him. Look, Lenny makes the most incredible marinara sauce. I, I'm telling oh, you, I know. I was he should have his own sauce. restaurant. I yeah. tell him that in the Hamptons all the time. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My God. But yeah, me and Joe, we go, baby. And Paige and I, so I'm out with Paige. Apologies, Joe. Paige. We're out with Paige at a bookstore, and I say, Paige. wait, you know, it's funny because everyone's after him. But it's Pagey. It's that's him. <laughs> He's the shy English boy to me. That's right to me. Yeah. To me. I mean, just because I've known him so long, we're such hey, incredibly good hey, friends. Hey Dan, <laughs> Dan, hey Dan. Six weeks. Can you do do me a favor and just give me six weeks and host the show? <laughs> I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. Do it. <laughs> we're Joe, referencing Joe, King of, please. What are you asking of me? me? I can't You're direct that. Me. I can't direct it? Top Gun Two. It's impossible. <laughs> Casey just says legalize Mary Mary Marinara. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. There you uh, go. Oh, God. <clears throat> oh no! I just I was sorry. I was doodling. I just realized I heard the joke in the back. I didn't pick it up, and now it all came back to me, and now I just realized the whole what joke? King of Comedy stuff you just did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was not paying attention until just now. For anyone else, it was uh, I was playing the part of Robert De Niro in King of Comedy. I was I, doing I, with uh, with Joe Kaczynski asking me to direct Top Gun Two. That was the that was the, that was the joke. Do me because a favor. I, will you direct this for me? I just need a break. I just can't. No. What are you asking? What are you asking? What are you Joe? asking? <laughs> All right, oh, all right, boy. I'll do it. Oh, God, you're this I can't. Joe, Joe, me and Joe. The pressure, Joe, we go the way pressure back. from the studio. I can't do it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, mm-hmm. where was I? Hey, it's a good show. Tonight, huh? Anyway, interview, got a, of, a couple of big things giggles. get established during the interview. The interview establishes Dawn that she's uh, a female composer. That's rare. I mentioned that earlier. Also, that she's doing the definitive Mahler collection. <laughs> yes, right, 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 right and right. that uh, she is um, uh, the fifth symphony is the, the always the missing one, right? And so that's the part she's doing. And right. that she also loves uh, uh, she loves the uh, uh, to uh, the what she she loves the rehearsal more than the performance because the performance is just it's already done, right? Yes, yeah. and she brings up a couple of very interesting things that come into play later, which yeah. are like like there's a, there's a great and I just, I just want to throw it in because we're gonna we'll touch on these things sure. is that she uh, like part of her introduction talks about how she uh, was she's traveled all over the world and she's and like there's this great uh, sub story about how she uh, like brought music to this tribe. Like right. it's like it's like and it feels. And then like, she ends up in a trap. <laughs> yeah, like, <that's> it, exactly. <laughs> and like and, and she's just like the way that she talks, like the the patronizing way she talks about this is uh-huh. is such a great lead in to where this goes. And um, and I didn't but know. It, I didn't. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, but they also talk about other conductors and their past behaviors. Yes, exactly. And so, like, what's really brilliant in this movie over and over again is that. They don't like. She will say things, and in interviews and in all in scenes that uh, are totally legitimate things to say. Right. But the reason and way that she's saying them 
uh, is so self-serving it destroys what she Every, and, that's and a, what she's saying. Everything she does is self-serving. Yes. yes, but here's the deal: the self-servingness, kind of selfishness, overrides your actual art because a mm-hmm. lot of the that a lot of the composers she references um, from throughout history, they no matter what they did, they still are remembered for their work. Yes, and it's right. ultimately at the end she's just composing somebody else's work who's in Not Osaka. Him. Right. Right. And right. it's just like, she won't even be remembered for her content. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah. Right. In fact, like it was it's just what's, power. Yeah. It's simply power. And so like the, I think where I think to give the New Yorker, but she thinks she's credit, part of that. Right. Like she, in the like, interview in the beginning, pardon me, she, in the interview, in the beginning, she thinks and she's she part talks of this so, set. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. set. Like her yeah. work will live forever and it doesn't matter what she does. Right. Right. And so like, I'm in the club. Because I'm in the I'm in the protected club of artists, right? Uh, and then the movie is like, well, we're not living in a world in which that is true. And if you have not actually lived a life uh, in accordance with your high values, that you may be destroyed. <laughs> and uh, and so all of that is very nicely set up in that opening interview, which is yeah. uh, that her performance just in that one section alone is a such a vivid short film about a character. It's out of this world. And then we'll watch 32 short films about another character later. But let's yes. get going. So she then goes to a, uh, to a lunch, mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, Mark Strong. Mm-hmm. And, uh, whom I he, love. He's great. What? He's been in a bunch of things. Oh, a zillion things. A zillion. He is, he like, he is, he is often the very best actor in, ba- in a bad film, but he is always great. <laughs> I think I've, I've actually done a movie with him at Designing Titles. Oh, he's, he's terrific. Yeah, because he's, I um, looked at him, I'm like, how do I know this guy? And his last name, I was like, because I did hair, the title. He usually has very short hair. His yeah, hair was yeah. bald in real life. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I did a, uh, probably 2000s, I did a movie where I designed the titles. So I remember these names and I was right. like, how do I know this yeah, Stone's guy? Great, a great, great character. He, like, I love him most, I think, in, uh, he was Taylor in Soldier Spy. Yeah, he's in Kingsman, yeah. Uh, Tinker Taylor sold his spy. It's wonderful in that thing. Really, really, really great actor. And like, unfortunately, he was getting cl- well for a long time. He was getting close to being the Adrian. What's his name? Adrian. Uh, who's Brody. the Brody? Not Brody from the eighties. Uh, sort of a New Yorkish actor, Adrian Kalisco. Uh, can't think of it. Anyway, there's an actor who, like, I'm like, this guy is a great actor, but if he's in a movie, it's going to be a bad movie. And I, I started avoiding really? movies with him because he was. He was a he was a great actor who's always like Steven casting. Seagal bad movie. Yeah, like no, oh, I'll look it up for you. But that that's what Mark Strong was was becoming was like I was just like oh no Mark Strong's in this movie the movie's the movie's going to be bad then and that's not because of Mark Strong because Mark Strong is a fucking great actor but he was choosing movies that you're just like oh why was he in Green Lantern really he's in Green Lantern yes exactly that's yeah. that's the that was the moment I was like can I trust Mark Strong's agent. <laughs> he was also in the Thor, as we established at the beginning. Yes. <laughs> it's incredible. So many good Thor references here. All right, <clears throat> but we'll please continue. Okay, so so she has and in that lunch. We establish a few things that are important. Uh, one is he is an amateur conductor, but obviously a very wealthy person, right? Yes. He's an investment banker, yes. right? He he has private jets. He flies her around town. So anytime she wants to go anywhere, he just she goes on his corporate jet. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Adrian Pasdar is what three D. Uh, no, 3D guys. no, that's not it. But yeah, that's in the ballpark. Oh, oh okay. I just got it. Aiden Quinn. 
Aiden Quinn. Quinn. Aiden. Yeah. Aiden Quinn. Not yeah, no, Aiden. I was thinking Adrian. I was. It's Aiden Quinn. Okay. Terrific actor. Mark of a bad thumb. Okay. <laughs> there you okay. go. Sorry. There you go. All right. And so thank you, Dave. <laughs> so uh, they also established the fact that um, uh, they they co-founded uh, something called the Accordion Foundation. The Accordion Foundation. Right. Another slyly jokey name that connects later in the movie. Right. And so, uh, and this is specifically done to inspire female conductors. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like the women in animation group, except. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Right. And, and, and she's like, and her first thing is like, we should probably make this uh, uh, unisex now. Like, like we've placed everybody, you know, like there's no need to, Obviously, since basically, obviously, since I made it, like, why should we even continue this? You know, like, like, she's like, she has this very again, this whole patronizing view. Like, we've been so successful. She's good at the patronizing. Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, and so like, uh, so she's like, no, it was, like, she started it clearly as sort of like social leverage. Yes, uh, and then now that promotion, and now that it's kind of like hanging around her neck a little bit, and people only talk about her as a woman conductor. And she's like, I don't want to be talked about as a woman conductor. She's like, why don't I turn my school into a unisex school and stop offering them the, like the, the help that I was originally saying I wanted to give. <laughs> you know, so right. it's just like, like you can see like, like whether or not it's a, it's a good argument doesn't make any difference to her. It's only what serves her in the moment. And right. that's, and then she'll side with that. And Mark Strong is a, um, what's the right word for this kind of guy? Like he's a hack, right? Well, he's not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a not. A he's good, a dilettante. He's a yeah, like he's a hack. He's a hack rich guy who's bought his way into, yeah, conducting, right? You know? And like, so he's constant. He's like, just give me a peek at how you structured your, um, your how you conducted this brilliant piece, just so I could do that too and get a glimpse and learn from it. And he's like, you're a robot. Yeah, she's calls him. Right. So she's very demeaning to him, even though she accepts all of his gifts and he keeps giving them to her. Right. Yeah. She's perfectly happy to take his money. Right. <laughs> you know? And that's like her, her, the fact that she fucking despises him, but he's, <laughs> is plainly but happy to take his dough. Most relationships are probably like that at that level, though. That's yeah. the thing. Well, it's and like, this is what I consistently like about the way he, that Field writes her character. And the way have she you met Melania it. Trump? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is like, she, she constantly, says things that in another context from someone else, I'd be like, I sort of agree with you, but because she twists this into being a self-serving thing, I'm just like, you're just a fucking scumbag. (laughs) Like over and over and over again. And so like the the movie is built to make me question why I feel the things I do. That's, that's what I like about the film. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so uh, so this is the you know that awkward lunch happened. A couple other things get discussed. They discuss uh, wanting to replace Sebastian for yes. assistant uh, conductor, mm-hmm. and also that they need uh, a new cellist. Yes, right. Yes. Okay. Then the next scene is a very interesting one. She says she she also tells him that she cannot have any wine because she's going to be teaching at Juilliard, mm-hmm. doing a master class at Juilliard, <laughs> right? So next scene is she is at Juilliard and uh, they're playing some piece that's very avant-garde, right? right? And she's like, what do you, she tries to get him to discuss the piece. The student. 
the student give the students to yeah exactly like, you're like what, are you, what are you supposed to do with this piece what are the right. indications of how and they think it's really cool it, did, it reminded right. me of grad school mm-hmm. just oh the God. setup and the tone in there in yep. the room at nyu so it was totally like oh god you remember and also like, i remember i remember that's an architecture school and it was like architecture is like imaginary numbers you don't even know what imaginary numbers are <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly right like and also i want to throw in this is such a brilliantly directed and photographed scene. Yes. It's yeah. oh, there's a lot of great ones. The bathroom ones are the ones. The that... bathroom. It's there's this, this guy is a, is a genius. This good. Todd field only directs once every 30 years. He also, years. what you said he did the whip. He did little children and in the bedroom and in the bedroom in the, in the bedroom is fantastic. Little children is fantastic. Like he's just, he it's, he's, he's an only bangers director and he only works like once every 20. And you actually know him uh, visually because he was an actor to start out with. And he was the piano player that Tom Cruise is, is friends with in Eyes Wide Shut. He's the guy who gets Tom Cruise involved in the Eyes Wide Shut scenario. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he has obviously been a Kubrick acolyte for a long time. This movie is very much in the Kubrick zone. And yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. He, he, takes a, he takes a strong lesson from He's not like, he's not quite as good as Kubrick, but he's really fucking great. He's really great. He's good. Yeah. Right. And this, this sequence, I believe is a one I didn't even realize. No, it's, close, is it? it's close to a one The if opening? It, that, no, 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 the no. The masterclass. When she got the class. Okay. Like, think is a one I'll, I'll double wow. check on that. I know the like the last half of it definitely is. Right. Uh, but I didn't realize it the first time I saw it. And I only, only when I watched it again, like halfway through, I was like, wait, is this a one I just have to go back to check. It's so well staged. It's insane. Brilliant. And so there's a young boy, or boy, he's a young man, student, who's something, who is the guest lad. protector, lad, who is trying to, uh, uh, who's, who she's basically lecturing, um, and he's very nervous. Right. Right. His leg is bouncing. His leg is bouncing uh, up and down, which is a really good way. That was a great way of sort of, sort of illustrating his, yes, his nerves. Right. Yes. And it's also a thematic thing for her losing control of her shit because there's also the guy that clicks the pen all the time. Right. All sorts of shit in this movie that re- repeats the same, like, that she freaks out about. Yeah. Uh, and so she says, she starts to have this argument about, you know, the time music, et cetera. And she starts talking about Bach. Mm-hmm. Right. And he says, I don't like Bach or I don't know Bach. Something I, I'm, not, I'm not into Bach. Because, I'm not into Bach, is what she right. says. And she's like, well, yeah, not into Bach. You're what are you not talking into about? Bach. What right. the hell are you talking about? And then he makes some reasons, you know, which is actually, we brought up these kind of situations on the mm-hmm. show all the time, where she's like, well, he was misogynistic. He had 20 kids. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and he says, I, that, I, I, I am a pan, so I'm a, I'm a BIPOC pansexual um, uh, uh, person, and I just can't support uh, white cis male. Uh, uh, misogynists. Right. It's basically what he says. And the thing right. is like, now before we get into it, like both sides of like, there's a, there's a way that the scene plays out where both sides have really strong points and where you can actually talk this through and come to a synthesis of these ideas because right. these are like, I like, I don't off like off the cuff. I don't think he's wrong. I, I think that her point that she, that she just the text of her point is very, very good. And they could have a conversation that is uh, growth-inducing for both of them, for instance. Sure. Right? That's not what happens. 
No. <laughs> that is zero percent what happens. No. And, and, and she 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 basically she's trying to make a point whereas you can't just dismiss someone because you don't like them who they were in the background. You have to look at their art. You have right? to look at the art separately from the artists. Right? That's right. We've talked about, we've talked about this on the show the many time. times. Right. You and know, so we like, talked about Woody Allen and, yeah, of course. and, and, and I, I'm, name. I'm a very strong, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. Right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm obviously a very strong supporter of, uh, separate the art from the artist, but I'm not a supporter of like, pretend that the artist is not a scumbag. Right. <laughs> like that's not, but, way, that's not right. What you do. Yeah. But you um, know what you do with that is you don't, watch his films or yeah, if, you, if like i'm i'm 100 in support of people like if people don't want to watch uh, polanski movies because they of how they feel about polanski i so i support that 100 if that's if that's how you feel about it then that the fact that's that it. you feel it means that the movie is ruined so right. don't don't watch it it's perfectly fine it's a perfectly good but argument. i what i don't like particularly about the kids um thing it's like well i don't like bach or this reason why and then it, it's almost like i don't need to learn about it which yeah, di- yeah, dismissing the art itself is, is so bad because not, it's not like, helpful for him. Dude, yeah. that's what's happening all yeah. the but time. But do your yeah. work, understand that. By yeah. reading and understanding him doesn't make you like him yeah. or, or be sympathetic to what he's guilty of. Right. You know, I've read, you know, we, everyone watches the show Dahmer and they love Dahmer. Doesn't yeah, mean and that's exactly Jeffrey entertainment for people. That's yeah, right. Exactly right. So why? People are very you, selective in how they. Uh, how they apply their moral. So I didn't uh, like the kids approach because you're at school. Well, whether yeah, you think, like it or not, eat shit a little bit and, and learn. Yeah. And like I, you, I think that rein, pardon me, that reinforces at the end when she goes to her house and you see all her medals mm-hmm. and you see all the tapes and you see her watch the tape. Right. You realize she worked her ass off. Oh, without a doubt. And the thing is like, I mean, the movie, the movie, uh, the movie, I think that Todd Fields, uh, vision of what's happening and not, not to jump to the end, but like the, where she lands in watching the videotape, right? What is said and about like how, what music is for you and why it's so special, uh, is truth. Like this, that what she later watches is the, tr- is the true version of what she's trying to say. Right. And, uh, but and she's like, made it all about her. But the, the, what is, what is wrong is like the student, first of all, the student, uh, is he had, like his complaints are legitimate in terms of like, why should we, why, like, why can't we open this up to other people that are equally as interesting that uh, I can connect more with is a perfectly reasonable and good thing to say. Right. Um, uh, and her point of saying like, yes, but don't like throw out the work upon which this stuff is built or you'll, you'll miss the opportunity to grow your own art is a very strong thing to say. And I think that that's a really good. But point. instead, what but she the does, reason why she's saying it is because she's a fucking scumbag that doesn't want to get caught. <laughs> like, like this is going the problem. back to that student who was dismissive of Bach, mm-hmm. and and we were just talking about how you need to learn your history and also respect it in so many ways, right. which she never did because yes. even though she studied him, when she goes back later in the movie and her brother is there. It's like yeah. Linda, Lydia, yeah, I don't yeah. know what she's, you are. She, she is totally doing exactly her what she is accusing the student of. That's right. Like, she is an absolute hypocrite, and she's using a very good point that she is... The, the thing that she's saying is not a bad point. It's a useful and helpful point. But the reason why she's saying it is in her own pre-defense of being called out for her bad choices. She just wanted to be rich. 
the like fact she's that she's like, embarrassed by her family in no, a way. I don't think she the, wants to be rich. She wants to be famous. She wants. Okay, yeah, she, she but wants she's to be embarrassed famous. by her yeah. family, and you sense yes. that with the brother. Oh, without well, a doubt. Of course, she, she wants to distance lives, herself she, entirely from that life. She grew up in Staten Island. Yes, and she like, has Lydia she, Tarr with an apostrophe is, on the R on the she A. She is <laughs> deeply, profoundly ashamed of herself all the time, and her entire personality is sculpted to hide that from herself. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then what's and I think what's in distant broad strokes, what's genius about the movie is that. She doesn't do anything in the movie as bad as any of the stuff that they talk about theoretically in the film. Like there are, they list composers and all sorts like that are really bad people who did terrible, really like sexual assault, really bad shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And as far as we know, there isn't anything that she is guilty of that is nearly on that level of villainy, but her fear of that drives her to make such narcissistic, selfish, abusive choices that she becomes nearly as bad just in as her as as a soul. Like she destroys herself by trying to uh, uh control everything. To control like to 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 throw out the her past. And which is exactly what like she's saying to the the BIPOC student, like, you can't just throw away these artists. Right. And meanwhile, she has thrown herself away like she doesn't want to confront who she is she doesn't want to confront her past good or bad she just wants to be blameless and that's why she is using a perfectly good argument that like i said that both sides could learn from if they actually shared a conversation like she uses this perfectly good argument as a weapon and because she does that she fucks herself completely and uh and i think that this is where for instance the new yorker reviewer who hated the movie and blah 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 like that guy like he only sees the movie as supporting because she because her argument in terms of text is good that's why that reviewer hated the movie he wants a movie that says of course the student is right and we shouldn't question this at all that's right? it's a, but that's the same problem we had with uh with the other movie right and so like the but the the fact is the student is uh, the student is oh, the, the way you should look at it is that, like the student brings up some really good points, and this is his point of view that is absolutely valid. Let's discuss this so that we don't lose the good what's good in what we can learn. Sure, like that's the way to approach it, right? And you can and she could have easily done that. That's the easiest thing in the world, right? If you are having an open a com- open conversation, but she sees him, she sees him as a threat to her supremacy, and that's why she shuts him out completely. Well, she, and this is what actually happens, just spoiler alert, but mm-hmm. she sees him as someone who could threaten her. That's why I mean. all the bad things she's done. Exactly. And he does. Eventually. And, and, it's, and, like, and he doesn't even do it. Like, right. like he's not even like the, the, the kid, the kid might be a perfectly fine kid who has nothing to do with the rest of his life. Right. But the fact is someone in the class is filming it and they. And he also says, it. fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Well, what he does, what he does say, well, so what happens is that to, to the, the way that she wants to basically shut him down is ask him who his, who he'd like to see as composers. And then she points out all the horrible things that that person did. Yeah. Well, that guy's a racist too. Should we throw that guy out? Right. Exactly. And that guy's a racist. So therefore, are you a racist? Right. Exactly. Since he's a racist, do you identify yourself as racist? Right. Right. And then, and then she turns it around. The most important, like a last little punchline. She says, 
And now let's like, let's look at it his way, like immediately like phrasing it in the most immediate possible way. Just like, right. okay, well, let's treat it as if his point is actually good. Like, and just let's look at it. So if you uh, are, are going to give an audition behind a closed screen, do you want people to judge you on something else besides your performance? Or do you want people to judge you on your performance? Right. And he's like, you're a fucking bitch. Goodbye. Right. That scene that she just describes happens in the movie. Yeah. Right. And what does she do? She judges it based on something outside of the performance. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 She was, she saw her in the She's bathroom like, and she yeah. was attracted. Yes. And then you notice how she, she erases something on the page. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yes. No, she changes yes. the score. So she would win. This is the, this is the, this is, uh, we say this all the time, Martina Giant, the movies that we love the best. Well, at least the, I, I want to speak for you guys, but the movies that I love the best are movies that make me ask, my, ask myself, how, how are you an asshole like this? Like, right. she is saying something that I agree with. Have you ever said something like this in a scumbag way like she did? Are you using this argument to defend your own middle-aged white self, dickhead? <laughs> Like that is a really powerful and good thing to do with art. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. When the mirror is ugly. Yeah. The, the reason why I, <laughs> I love this movie is because I empathize with the villain and the villain is the star of the show. And when she fucks up, I go, I have done this. <laughs> and uh -oh. it makes me learn from my own so fucking I, mistakes. Maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like that's healthy art, you know, and at the same time, it doesn't do what the New Yorker reviewer would want it to do, which is just be completely uncritical of something that makes little sense on the face of it to take absolutely seriously. Right. You know, like real, you should engage it. This is a real feeling and this has validity, but you shouldn't just, you know, like free for all, go for it. Otherwise you're as bad as Lydia Tarr is only in reverse. You know, and I think that's the genius of the film. Like, that's why this is a brilliant film. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, he storms off and leaves. Rightly uh, so. And I, and I think he's right to do so. Like, he's because like, she's directly insulting him at this point. Yeah. He's, she's, he's right. She's a fucking bitch. Like, he was like, you're a fucking bitch and leaves. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> like, like, right. yes. You, you, like, you lost the scene, but you are the one who is correct in the scene. Right. Right, right, right. Um, and then she flies back to Berlin. So we know that she is the uh, lead composer mm -hmm. at the Berlin, uh, uh, a chief composer at the Berlin uh, Philharmonic, right? Yes. So she's in Germany. She had to relearn how to play piano in this film. So she didn't know. And she had to learn how to speak German. I don't know yeah. German, but it certainly sounds it's like very convincing German. to me. No ear for German. I was, I was like, damn, she... That sounds native, uh, fluently native. She did a brilliant job. Yeah. And she looks, and like, unlike most films, everybody in this movie looks like they're actually playing things. That's right. That yeah. was really, just, you know, because they're, that they're, was the uh, authenticity that was good. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, even just like, even when you're not focused on, like, I don't know if the performers that are, that are with her are also cellists or whatever. I have a feeling some of them were. I background. mean, some of them must be, but like, yeah. I know that I've seen like her, the woman who plays her wife, like, She's an actor, but she's and like, great. and she's like, she's hitting it with everybody else at exactly the same time. I was just like, well, they, that I noticed a, in the credits really that they credited work. every orchestra. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 
Uh, it's beautiful. I think everybody you're seeing in the background for sure is real. Yeah. It, right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That. that was my sense. So a couple things that happened when she gets back to Germany. We established that she is uh, uh, her wife and her have a kid together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they live in a very big, gorgeous, cold, <laughs> but pretty house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, and that uh, they have a um, and that they care. They both care about the kid. The her wife is also first violinist. Right. Yes. Right. Which is a very important part of an orchestra, mm-hmm. uh, as anyone who plays in orchestra would know. And, and we we get a little bit of the backstory saying that like they had trouble, like there was a little bit of you know tension, tension over the fact that they hooked up and got married when she sure. was fucking first violinist. Like that's like yeah. that's favoritism galore. That's know? like and they yeah. ba- barely overcame marrying the boss. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Right. Uh, and favoritism, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, and again, she's not afraid to use people. One hundred percent, right? <laughs> right. So now you know that they have to to interview or they have to audition a cellist. And so the way they they do the cellist, uh, uh, is that they play behind a screen where you can't see them; you just hear their music, right? So Don't this is exactly the point you were making too? earlier: is to audition. Only based the audition on audition the- and VFX behind the <laughs> screen, you just hear a little keyboard going, like, 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 and then you like, see screen in the rendering. You're like, right. yeah, that's all good. right. And then they're like, oh Christ, it's Eric. Yeah, <laughs> but I would wear those boots. That's my life story right there. But I wore boots, and they'd be like, "Call that's, that's uh, Sheely." Yeah, that's Sheely. <laughs> No, it's your your hair would stick out of the top. <laughs> <of the screen. laughs> oh no! Everyone's erasing and putting. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's some good business. That was but, true. Jason is the swordfish scene, but his VFX. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah, that's a Halle Berry comment, I believe. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure. But yeah, it'd so, just yeah. be funny, just like the old school. You just see a scan line go down, like slowly, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, "We'll see how it goes to the bottom." Yeah. Specularity's a bit high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so she's good. But what happened just before the audition is that she was in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and she notices someone else in the bathroom, a woman, come out, a young woman. Mm-hmm. Who she finds attractive, and she rec- and she has these, uh, these like turquoise boots or something mm-hmm. like that, right? And so, after they hear the audition, they all, you know, everyone's applying distances. One is auditioning. They're like, okay. And she sees the person leave, and she zooms in, and just below the screen, you see the turquoise boots go up. And so she looks at that, erases the <laughs> the score, Gives right down something. Mark. <laughs> gives her a different score mm-hmm. and she automatically gets yep. selected. She gets selected. Right. Oh man. Such a such a great bit of business. And like and also like in the scene you get introduced to the um her her second that she's already been complaining about rotating out, right? Like you meet this dude and he's like he's got a pen in his hand all the time going right. with the, the the and she's like grabs the fucking pen cap like right. Like, please stop doing that. She does that with the student's leg in the other scene. Like right. Oh, no, no. But worse, in the student's leg, she puts her hand on his leg. Yes. Which like, is... It's like, it's all bad. <laughs> it's every bad choice a, in the no, world. Right? do not do that. And uh, so, like, there's something um, uh, uh, unstable 
uh, indicated by these, that, like this sort of, this triggers her in some way, like this is evidence of my life coming apart in some way. Right. Like bad choices are being made when the shit's vibrating, you know? And this happens a good couple of times in the film. And this is the second time with a click, 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 click. And she's like, erase, erase, erase. <laughs> like, it's like, once you see that that happens, you're like, this is where she's making a bad choice. <laughs> Here it is. It comes up again in the car when the car, uh, the frame is like, and she starts getting fucking antsy. It's hysterical. <laughs> so good. Anyway, please continue. Uh, so another thing that gets established after they do that, they're starting to do their rehearsals. And they're, she's saying, we need to find a companion piece to go with this. How about we do Edward Alger's cello concerto, right? <laughs> Hot yes. lady concerto number six. <laughs> Hot lady concerto. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's and a good idea. And then they're like, and the lead cellist was like, oh, I love this idea. It's like, yes, but we should have auditions. What if we had auditions? <laughs> and see if we could get somebody besides you. Besides you, I, you're so much on your plate. So much on your plate. <laughs> exactly. Besides playing music. <laughs> Besides my fucking job, jerk. Uh, oh my god. Uh, I would like to see this other person perform. And uh, and also the the another key plot element that's come in is that her assistant, who like you can't tell if they if she's ever um, messed around with her assistant, but like she yeah, she has she's because she's her assistant her, the line, her right? assistant said something when she was upset about the death. She's like, I wish we can go back to, right. you know, somewhere in South hint. America. She right. said in South, remember, like, Ojares or somewhere, somewhere in, in like South some, America, something where the three happened. of us were just, you know, as one. She right. said something, and she hugged her when she was crying. Yeah, that because, like, the implication the, that they were hooking up. Right, because it's it's Tar and her assistant are the uh, surviving members of a trio. Uh, there's a third Oh, woman. right. Th- that's right. And who the third member was a uh, Krista something. Krista, and you and never, so, you and never she was see part Krista. of the accordion group or whatever yes. it was called, right? Yes, and because in the accordion group, like she, they say, like, well, we've placed everyone, well, everyone but one person, right? And she's like, well, yes, but that's its own issue, right? Right. Oh, she's crazy, whatever. Yes, whatever, right. And so this entire story starts to slowly seep out, which is that there's a girl named that, Krista, named Krista, that Tar has definitely slept with. Definitely. Yes. And who's obsessed with her? Who is absolutely romantically obsessed with her right. and has become uh unstably attached to her. Right. right. And yeah. and and clearly there is a relationship between her and her assistant. The three of them. There's a three the three, yeah. Yes, like that was the yeah. assistant I was That's talking the assistant, about. Right. Yeah. And, in South America. And like so the assistant is there is still exactly very close with the, with Krista. Right. And and still uh emails gets emails back and forth. Um, but like the idea, like you had very, very slight, uh, history of what's happened here, but the impression that I got and let's see what you guys think is that, uh, that, uh, cause like much of the imagery surrounding Krista looks like a very young Kate Blanchett, you know, she has mm. like red hairs, like the same stuff, like you, this, the shot of her where you can't see her face at all. The red hair is down in front of her face and she's sort of, you know, sweeping you out. You can't the really see her. You never see her really at all, right? No, she, um, like she's in the interview, and you see the back of her head, right? And you, but you get the—I got the impression that the reason why, like, yeah, there's a there was a passionate connection, right? And I'm certain that it became unstable, but mm-hmm. like, I think that that woman is probably as good as Lydia, and that's really what got 
in the way. It's like if she were less than Lydia, she'd be happy to like be like really, really good, but Lydia is still great. Uh, and her assistant's called Francesca, by the way. Yes, yeah, Fran- Francesca. And like I get the impression that like because you get to see that one article with her that like this ter- terrific new uh, terrific new um uh conductor. And I was just like in the and the emails that Tar writes about her are like I can't tell you how much you shouldn't employ her because oh my she's God, all this horrible. kind of shit, right? Really terrible. That's the kind of shit where you like, I think she is jealous of this woman. Like she is, it's not, it's not just simply it's a love affair gone wrong. It's like, this is someone who could eclipse me and I need to shut her career down. Yeah. Right? And because like, I initially loved her because she's a reflection of me, but I suspect that she is better than me. And so I mean to destroy her. I will say that uh, uh, also. Uh, Which makes sense. You really should. They're you should murder people. If yeah. They're, yeah if they're better than them. you. That's, that's what that's Darwinism right. says, man. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's a survival of the conductors. Just like that. That's that's like, they have those little pokey sticks. The pokey stick. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, my, my favorite, one of my favorite little touches is when Tara's hanging out with her daughter. And the daughter is made like a little um, uh, symphony <laughs> out of, of animals and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And the daughter's like, I'm going to give them all pencils. And, uh, and Tara goes, oh, honey, they can't all be conductors. Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because then you're not the one in power. Like, right. I can't allow that to happen. Fuck that. <laughs> it's, it's, fine yeah. if you're, it's fine if you're a conductor somewhere else, but if you're as good as me, fuck you. <laughs> like, that's, that's, the to- that's my read on it anyways. I think that, that that relationship went wrong because of Tar, not because the girl is crazy. Yeah. Mm. The girl probably also went crazy. Okay. So, uh, also we start to notice that basically Sharon, her, her wife, mm-hmm. uh, oh, there was another really interesting scene at the school. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. This is, uh, I love this scene. So I she, love dri- scene. she drives, uh, she drives to the school and she, mm-hmm. she drives, by the way, one of those, those electric Porsches, the tie in. That was a beautiful car, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a pretty car. And so she drives her daughter to school. And apparently her daughter is being bullied by someone, mm-hmm. right? And so she gets, she says, who is it? And he says, the girl in the red. And it's like, okay. It's like, go to school. And so she goes and she walks up to the girl and basically says, if you do anything, my daughter, I will destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you tell an adult, no one will believe you because I'm an I'm adult. An adult. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and she's like, do you understand? And it's like, oh. She is a, she is like in any other context. And she like, also presents herself as her father. As yes. Well. Yeah. That's also I thought. So that is, I think she presented herself as a father, which is fine, but it's specific because it's aggression. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And she's a, she is a monster in that yeah. scene. She's like, she's, she almost comes across as like a fairy tale monster. Right. Like she's a, she is the evil witch in, in that sequence. Yeah, she's just like because I will get you. But not just like I'll 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 make sure that your parents. But you admire her strength, though, and that's the thing. It's like (laughs) you kind of she's she's doing she's got daughter balls. Yeah, Yeah, I know. But she there's something about it, including when she goes into the building. There's this kind of strength to her that makes you admire. Right. uh, This is what makes people fall in love with. Did you did you did you ever see the Louis C.K. bit on that that he did? No, no. He did this whole thing where he's like some kid was bullying his daughter in school or whatever. And he was the chap and 
he went to that kid and started yelling at it and screaming. <laughs> oh, and, and then he's like, 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 what am I doing? What it's a six year old. Exactly, dude. I mean, the scene is, the scene is terrific because she, she unabashedly embraces being the villain of the scene. Right. And she's just like, and puts it in kid terminology when she's just like, because if I find this, uh, you've done this again, I will get you. Yeah. And yeah, like I, and you can tell anybody, but, you, but they won't believe you because I am also an adult, but believe me, I will get you. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like me. Cause like, if you're talking to a kid in fairy tale terminology, you're going in the fucking oven. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are going to wow. be my mince meat pie. Yeah, I'm going to get you. <laughs> like, this is it. You know? Yep. And it's, it's so fucking good. And, and it's just a, a short little scene and it plays because you're like, well, her daughter get, did get bullied. So I'm not going to call the cops. <laughs> like, this is freaky. But because you like the daughter and their relationship seems solid, you're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, indeed. Great. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Okay, so uh, let's see what else is happening. Uh, clearly, you can notice that there's a re- that everyone is noticing the relationship with Olga. It is not. Oh, yeah, subtle, exactly. Like, right? and, her, and, and her wife is what knows, like, what the Ugh. fuck is going on? <laughs> like, what is well, happening? It's here? also almost, it's, and it's so good. Like, the acting's so good. You could sense by her expression that she's upset, mm-hmm. but also disappointed as if it happened yes. before. Like, yeah, no, this is going through this she again. Does, she mentions that. I, I put a lot yeah. of things aside. Yeah. Indiscretions, yep. um, right? And yeah, it's just she, like any other like you hear that this in Hollywood um, romances all the time. Just like, right. well, you know, I guess I just got to put up with it because this is the, this is who you are, and I knew that when I married you. Right, right, right. You know, and like, and so you have like because I because I love the wife in this. I think she's like, oh, great, she's very good. Like, it's a great, great actor, and I really like her character. Is like, is so like patient, but at the end of her rope, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I know this feeling extremely well. Like, she is, she is. From Motherly, the op- though. Yes, she's yes, a, she's like, she obviously, really and it's part of why I, uh, why I don't outright dismiss Tar, is because, like, you can see that people did at one point love her. Yeah. Like, she's, she, there's a lovableness, not, not lovableness, but there's sort of like, admiration. There's an admiration for her that, is, that you still feel around her, and you have for her, even when she's acting her worst. And that's so it's not only Blanchett that's doing that with this incredible tracking of that character, but it's also the great work that this actor is doing as her wife, which supports that tone and really gives this rich backstory just through looks. Like you're saying, like you can tell this, this has happened before. Like this is, this is, she's like, great, this fucking story again, you know? And like, and the, and, and the, and the way the movie gives an impression of the past uh, without explaining the past is like how we always talk about like what great world building Blade Runner has. Right. Like it just lets you connect the dots yourself with those looks and you understand what the whole situation must be. Yeah. Indeed. 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 Okay. So, uh, Francesca gets a whole, a bunch of emails from Krista. And then we eventually find out that Krista has committed suicide. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Linda, Lydia, I almost want to call her Lydia, Linda, Linda, <laughs> Linda yeah, uh, Lydia, Lydia, uh, uh, tells Francisca to delete all the emails. Oh, it's a, the best. Like she's like her assistant is like crying her eyes out, all this stuff, like very upset. And yeah. then, and Tara's first reaction is like, oh, I know that's sad, yeah. but delete the emails. Okay. 
I don't want any trace of this. I don't want any information about this. Oh, and then yeah. get me a lawyer because I know I'm going to get, if you just, yes, the parents are going to sue bad. me. <laughs> this is going to be bad. bad. Right? Yep. And so, uh, so that's not going well. But then Lydia decides, okay, now I need to, uh, she's going to fire Sebastian. And she tries to do it in a very, like, maybe you should be an assistant or, uh, conductor at some other place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's out of Berlin. Yeah. But, but my home is in Berlin. Oh, but you know. Yeah. Oh, we're all living suitcases, don't we? And then <laughs> the she, life of a conductor. Yeah. <laughs> so condescending. And, and he, he, he is so angry at her. Oh, and he, he puts it on the table. He's just like, you're like, we all know your special treatments and the relationships and the blah, blah, blah. They're all yeah. supposed to look good. And she's like, oh, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> but then he apologizes in a he way. Apologizes. He tries to back off. And it's like, no, you started this. Let's how just finish it. No, because she's like, she's just like, how I cannot believe. Well, he also says, because she mentioned we need the list of, of, of replacements for Sebastian. And she tells Francesca, put, feel free to put yourself down on the list. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, uh, he says, Francesca is like, you're going to replace me with Francesca because you, she gave you sexual favors. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. And he so, immediately realizes his mistake and starts apologizing. Right. And she's like, and, and she's like, please, please forgive me. And she says, what for your obsequiousness? And I'm just <laughs> like, well, you, she is right. You are like, you just said it and then immediately apologized to try yeah. to keep your job. Like you're an right. asshole. <laughs> like, yep. You had, you had courage for one second and then and totally failed. Yeah, it totally failed. Just, <laughs> whereas you have respect for the kid who said, fuck off. Fuck right. off. Exactly. Right. Exactly. No, right. it's so, it's so good. Well, it's, you get the feeling that Sebastian is an extraordinarily weak person. Oh yes, like yes. from the very beginning, he's just so meek, right? Oh yeah. Oh, which, I love the uh, yeah, which like, is not what a conductor should be. <laughs> well, it's like all the all the like her because there's the there's Mark Strong who is the leechy rich dude, right? Who who's well, he's constantly dumb rich dude. Yeah, he's leechy and dumb, and he wants to be famous without the work, and like it, like this is where he's coming at. Then you have this guy who's going to get rotated out, and he's he is an obsequious weak. Uh, slug of a man, right? It's terrible. And then you have her immediate teacher, who she goes to lunch with all the time, right. who is just like, who seems like a sweet enough guy, but is this sort of bloviating kind of like, oh, well, blah, 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 just telling these stories. But he's a like, kiss ass because he, a, he gives her the thing. He's like, I'm going to write the he, forward to your book. This, oh, thank you for bringing that. It's such a great because he's just like, he knows how fucking talented she is. And he's just like, he, he's trying to ingratiate himself. And, and like put his name in her, uh, in her book. Right. And she is so using him that she looks at him and goes, Oh, I'll cherish it forever and starts to put it away. And she's like, Oh, you can use the book. And she's like, Oh yeah. Oh, I'll see what I'll the publisher says. Publisher. Yeah. <laughs> like what a fucking disaster. Like yeah. nobody is saying what they mean literally at all. And she's just like, she can't even confront it. She's like, Oh, I'm not using you. What are you talking about? I'm, just not going to actually tell my publisher about you <laughs> at <Yeah>. all. <laughs> so like, this is the, the men she loves having these guys in her life that, uh, fill these roles for her. Like that, uh, that, well, that, that she's just like, this is really convenient because they're not going to stand up to me at all. Her, her wife basically says the line. It's like every single relationship in your life has been self-serving. Yeah. Except like, for one, and she's asleep next for the dog. And she's asleep. Exactly. Right. And the only reason that, 
that Tara treats her wife with any modicum of respect is because of the girl. It's because of the... the they have daughter. a family. Yeah. That's it. Like, because, like, the wife is long past her due date as far as Tara goes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Tara's like... Well, t- for God's sake, she steals her pills. Steals her fucking pills. Oh, I God, know. Wasn't that genius? What a fucking scumbag, man. Like, it's Wasn't just like, that a good scene where she's like, oh, I found one. Tuck the Oh, away. I found one. Right? Yeah. yeah. She's like, she's have, she has heart problems. She keeps taking these pills, obviously, for her own benefit, right? Yeah. Which she doesn't oh, need, right? Man, it's, she's her like she's got a, a little bag of pills like Elvis. It was unbelievable. Like, yeah. so, she like, also has she also has a, a you know a, a obsession with cleanliness. What's it? What's not OCD, but you know. But it's in line. She's yeah. a German phobe, right? Yeah, right, right. It's like she is such a meticulous German phobe. Like she's a German of Germans. She German speaks German phobe. so well too. It's it's really something. But like the like, if she is such a fucking miraculously detailed, awful person. She's like, yeah, like every little tiny detail you learn about her, you're like, oh, I fucking hate you. (laughs) Like, oh, man, do I hate you. Like, you're just the worst. And somehow Blanchett keeps you on board. Like, it's it's a fucking magic trick, this movie. It's a magic. Yes, because they make those scenes where you you like her, like her bravery. And she's Mm -hmm. playing like the husband role. Right. Yes. And And so those are the things that you like. It's like the strength. Which is the which is and the trap of a narcissist. Like this is how narcissists get you. But that's who's revered, though. Yes. How many narcissists run companies? Like this, or how many narcissists are, are are genius composers and artists? Like the famous ones are like, forgive me, James Cameron. The reason why we know your name is because of how you promote yourself. Oh my God, have you, you know? have you ever walked into a, a famous architect's office? It's the worst. Yeah, yeah it's the same, the same thing. thing. You know, <laughs> the like, worst. Like, they, like, they, like, this is a, these, these, these people, the people that end up, cause like some, and like, like some part of us, and I say this like with all empathy, uh, towards all the characters in Tar, outside of Tar, uh, and like some part of us want to be led by people that, um, that we, that we, that we look, that we, we look up to. Like we, that we want to have the burden taken off. But of you us. see, I agree with you on that. And I feel like, one of the things that reconfirmed that what you were just saying is towards the end of the movie. And I know I'm talking about the end of the movie, but they're on that river boat. And she said, Oh, they're crocodiles here. It's like, they were, they got out. They escaped from a Marlon Brando movie. And just that concept alone, like everything you just said and what you perceive about Brando and and the crocodiles get out. I was like, that was the most profound part of the movie for me. I was like, there's yes. such deep meaning in this, yes. and but it's a throwaway line yes. in Tagalog, uh, yes. and but yet it was movie, totally. Man. Or he said it in English, but the point is, yeah, right. like you're right. In the middle of fucking nowhere, he's like, yeah. "Yeah, the crocodiles got out from a Marlon Brando movie," which is a, kind of a film geek <laughs> jokey thing. But at the same time, there's such meaning to that. It's brilliant. It's that, every every layer of lacquer in this movie is so worked in. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, there are things in this movie um, that I the scenes that I, I had such profound impact, and this is the first time I saw it. Was the the scenes of like the hiding in the bathroom, mm-hmm. or with the feet coming up, the use of feet, mm-hmm. the Brando line, her returning to her childhood home and watching those tapes. 
Let's Eric, 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 Eric. Let's yeah, finish the movie yeah. first. Let's finish the movie. Let's finish the movie. Okay. Great comment on the Brando thing, man. That's exactly on point. You're absolutely right about the Brando thing, but let's let's finish the movie because it'll make more sense. Why do you have to be so mean? Because all right, she. So we have to talk about her other apartment. So she has another apartment, which we find out later was her first apartment where they first met as a couple and then they got mm-hmm. this super nice house, right? Mm-hmm. But she keeps her other apartment, which yes. is, uh, what was the line by Mae West? She says a pied à terre, you know, it's the kind of oh, place yeah. where yeah. you lay your hat and a few friends. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. That's right. what it is. It's somehow it, by having it, she's justifying her kind of fooling around. Yes. Right. It, well, she doesn't need to justify it. She just needs a place to fool around. Well, yeah, in her so mind, she, though, it's still, she, if she let that go, just so you know, if she lets it go in her mind, then I got to stop fooling around. But absolutely. if she yes. doesn't let it go, it's still it's having okay. that throw around apartment. That's right. why there are so many people in New York, like, keep these little flats. Like, yeah. oh, I'm staying at so-and-so's apartment right. or, yeah. or, or, um, Bezler, uh, somebody I knew lived in, in Bezler's or what's he just died too. Um, but like, oh, this was, this is so-and-so's apartment, but I'm just watching it. And it's just like, they keep these little things tucked yes. away in the village and, you know, down by the yeah. Bowery, but it's a total, like, it's a total hookup. Pad. Yeah. And then like, and the movie, and the movie does, this God is really brilliant. Them. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the, like, the, the brilliance Sorry. of using this is that it works, it does double duty, right? It's because like, there's the shame of the fact that she uses this as a sex pad for sure, right? But it's also, it's a shitty apartment, right? And until, and not until the last act of the movie do you realize that she's not exactly who she pretends to be at all. Like, she actually comes from very, very, you know, poor roots, right? Yeah. Lower class roots. And this is a symbolic element of that. Like, this is the shitty, buried past self. This isn't the fancy house. This is the... This is the place where it's I a cool am, apartment, though. It's a cool it's, apartment, it's but it's definitely like, well, though, with the bad neighbors and the fucking stuff. I know, right? but the bad neighbors are there to remind her of the, the real humanity well, around. This is but a, well, not getting rid of that apartment is basically a justification. I can still do oh, drugs. Oh, without doubt, exactly. Well, this, this is the this is what I'm saying is that it's a, they use the same object for both metaphors, and so it merges the metaphors, which is to say, like this is a place of shame, right? This is a this is my shameful place, and it's mm-hmm. also where uh, where the, Olga goes to practice. It's also where Olga goes to practice, right? Uh-huh. And it's but like well, you the should acoustics start hearing, are better, Chris. Come on, it, but this is also the place where she starts to hear weird noises, and she hears a lot of weird sounds. Like it's because this is the place where the uh, the ghosts of the past and her greatest anxieties also penetrate and burst, right? Like, this is her shame, and this is where it's going to start seeping into the film. Right. Right. And I think and that, it's also where all of her anxiety is. It's all of her anxiety lives. Right. Here. And so she, as I sense it, she does have a germaphobe, not German phobe, but germaphobe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and there's the strange neighbor that's next door, and you find out that this neighbor has a dying mother. Yes. Horrific scenes. Yes. With that. Yes. And this uh, is, I mean, again, a, a metaphor for her own fears. This is like her own fears. Yes. yes. You know, right. like here's the, the neighbor who is the neighbor who is dying is a mirror. It's like in, in Mulholland Drive. Right. You know, it's like the dead body in the bed. Right. You know, but that was a, a, is that her. Was, <laughs> but the child next door was also um, 
disabled in a way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like this, it's it's also uh, so broken and shameful and strange and haunted. It's weird and sounds, yeah. constantly finding weird sounds. Yes, right. And, and, and so, and, yeah, and, and it's also the place because like there's the neighbor's, neighbor's medical equipment is going like or whatever it is, like that noise over and over. Yeah. She's like, "Where the fuck is that noise coming from?" And that's also where she starts to try to compose something using those notes to kick off of. So right. she's, she understands like she's the, trying to make actual music. She is try She is the fact that she is unable to make music herself is yeah. highly symbolic. Right. Yeah. Yes. And she, but like, that goes back to what we, I was what saying, you were earlier. saying earlier. Yes. There's, there's a body of work and a no body of work. And, and nobody. That's, <laughs> and, exactly. And that's where she is. Yes. She is unable to communicate her true self because she is so profoundly ashamed of her true self that her true self is essentially a ghost in her own life. And so the, the, like that she understands barely that she should be confronting this by making music out of it. Like that's the symbol that's going, she's like, maybe I should build something creative off of this turmoil in my soul. And she is totally unable to complete that action. And, uh, and even like the Olga comes in, she's like, it's pretty good, but you should change a few notes. Here's like, well, okay. <laughs> you know, like everyone seems to understand this about Tar except Tar because right. she, she can't embrace or deal with her past at all. Like no matter right. what. Right. As this happens, a viral TikTok video goes out of completely edited, a highly, a totally incorrect to- vision of what happened with the student. So the student, uh, the confrontation we talked about at the beginning in movies, someone vertical videoed something, made an edit of it, hack job, made her look like a complete monster. Now, she was in some she ways, was. <laughs> but this makes her look like she literally attacked the boy, called him a racist, yes. touched yes. him, did yes. all kinds of weird like, things. Like, 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 all but referred to him as like, like by the N word, right? Like, right. it's just like, oh, yeah, like it was because de- everything is taken out of context. Right. reassembled so it sounds like she's this absolute horrifying abusive racist monster right right and what's great is that the video is completely factually incorrect right but in the essence of it is true right. <laughs> like it's like yeah it's entirely wrong it's just not right. real <laughs> so this is when everything's starting to her world is crumbling, right? Yes. Point, yeah, right? fast. Uh, yeah. Another thing that happens is she drives Olga. This was a strange scene. This well, this, yeah, now we're getting the meat and bone. The, the meat, yeah. meat on the bone. This is it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Or meat off the bone. Meat. Oh, this is the meat <laughs> off the bone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is well, like, this movie is, damn, I'm just going to say it. This movie is a ghost story, at yeah. least symbolically, but possibly actually a ghost story. Yeah. Because... This the like she starts hearing weird noises that are well. No, no, hold on, hold on. She drops off. She drops off Olga in a a car, right? Mm -hmm. And Olga sort of forgets something. Forgets this little bear, the the little Mm -hmm. stuffed bear, right? Right. And she's she wants to like, oh, Olga. And so she she Olga goes off into an an alley of some kind. It looks like a a tenement building, right? Yes. And so she's like okay hold on and so she closes the door and runs after her look for her and the building is dilapidated inside it's just very very yes. looks like resident like, evil <laughs> it looks yeah it looks unreal like you're just yeah. like what the fuck is going on yeah. <laughs> and then and then you hear down into a basement steps down into the basement singing right singing. Mm, yes yeah. Yeah. strange singing and like, she's olga 
<laughs> Olga? And I'm like, I was saying, it's like, what is happening in this yes, movie? Is this, yes. this is becoming a completely, this is this, this because turn she's, into a zombie she's al- film. She has already heard weird noises that aren't totally explainable. She's like, there's lots of scenes where she's, she has moments, like she wakes up in the middle of the night hearing noises. She's right. constantly like looking behind herself in her, in her apartment. Like she, someone's there, but is not right. like she's going jogging and she hears this horrific screaming, screaming? Yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And this, I, I learned outside of the two things I learned outside of the, uh, of the movie and just in someone else's analysis, um, was the screaming itself that she is hearing is literally the sound file from the end of the Blair Witch Project. Oh, right. <laughs> like it's, it is the sound file. And I was just wow. like, this, this is like, so they, they're not even joking around, right? They're, they, they, he's out, he's just saying it. And the book that Krista gave her, right? The, right. That sort and of she this, has this drawn these symbols in there. All these weird little symbols. Right. The, 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 it's called the challenge, right? The challenge, right. Right. Uh, and the, the challenge is a real book yeah. about, um, a, I believe a composer, but a, 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 a female musician, uh, and it's about, uh, her love affair with her student, um, that went wrong and the student, uh, almost committed suicide. And the book is dedicated to that person. Right. And, uh, and the, and she also has a book coming out and, and, <laughs> and this is from the 1920s, right? So there's like, so like there, it's this, like there's this weird ghostly tale that's based in reality. Right. And the, the opening quote of the, the dedication to that book, I, again, this is outside the movie, but like the opening dedication is to my, uh, is to my lovely witch, uh, my lovely and beguiling witch. Wow. Uh, and so like this, all of this comes into play and before, and now on rewatch, this blew my mind. It's like on rewatch, there's two shots in that movie where there is a fucking woman in the room with her stone cold. Where? In an empty apartment, I swear to God, this isn't like um, three men in a little. Uh, I gotta watch it again because I I couldn't read the book. There, after Krista dies, there is a there is a woman in the background of the movie twice, in in an empty apartment. She is standing just behind the door frame, and one she's in the fucking shot when Tar wakes up. The camera oh, right. just goes by her, and you're like, "What's what?" <laughs> like, and it's a literal actual woman standing there in bullshit. Okay. All right, all right. I got to get through because I, I, I remember I have a heart out and I yeah, still have great. a lot to Ooh, go my through. Mind. I was like, holy shit. So she goes down into this dark alleyway and it's like water's coming down. There's mm-hmm. le- and it's just... It's supernatural. You, it's like, what's supernatural. the fuck is happening? Right, yeah, right, right. It's, it's zombie film looking like yes, stuff, right. right? And she's looking around. She's trying to go down the hallway. And as she's walking and looking, trying to look, looking for Olga of all mm-hmm. things, you hear these steps behind her every time, and they stop every time she stops, <laughs> and she's looking around, and it's disturbing as hell, right? And then finally she looks around, and she sees a dog that's growling at her, but <laughs> yeah. it might as well have been a, a, a basilisk. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally true. It's totally true. Right? It's just absolute, and she's like uh terrified, right? Mm-hmm. And she runs, <laughs> runs, 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 top runs. speed out of there. Top right. speed finds a way up on the staircase. Up she goes up the staircase, trips and falls, and falls out, flat on her face, flat on her face. <laughs> but it's just out of frame that you don't like. Ooh, what happened? Is she okay? You know, you have that reaction like, oh, oh shit. did she? Because she might have snapped her neck or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah bad, it, was, right? it was definitely violent. 
it's it it, like yeah, it's definitely the sound effect is like oh shit <laughs> right. like oh my god yeah. yeah and then your next shot is she's at home and she's got, she's <laughs> she's crashing crashing some ice and then her her Sharon her her wife comes in. It's like what's wrong? And she turns around. Her whole face is completely fucked up. It's so bad. It's yeah, so good. it's really it's really disturbing. I mean, it's, she's really hurt. She's really really hurt. Like she's like, and she refuses to go to the hospital. And then of my favorite things in the movie, she goes to rehearsal anyway, yeah. right? And then she's like, I know we have to confront the thing that's obviously what happened. I was attacked. <laughs> I fucking started laughing so hard. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. I was like, you can't even face the fact that you fell on your face. Literally. No, yeah. <laughs> like, you should see the other guy. You have to That's fucking make said, up a yeah. story. You have to make up a story that makes you into a hero character. Yeah. I'm um, just like, you are a fucking champion. Like, the other bad part is that Olga's like, where were you attacked? Where were you oh, attacked? Oh, who knows? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's not get into who said what. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's so funny. Like, that, like, this is now, now before I, like, before I go too far with it, like, I don't want to say, like, it is literally ghosts. I'm not saying it's literally the Blair Witch Project. No, it no. may or may not be. It doesn't make any difference. The fact is, the director definitely understands that this is at least metaphorically, a ghost revenge movie. It's haunting. It's a haunting. Yeah. Like, this mm. is a haunting. She is being haunted by her past. She is quite literally being haunted by the ghost of Krista. Right. And whether or not like we're supposed to take that as a true thing that's physically happening makes no difference. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't like, matter. That is, that but is, he's that is, like really making that exactly, point. Yeah, like this is what is happening. Right. And she is only like Tar, her reaction is only to ever dig herself deeper into her own grave over and over. She cannot confront what is happening no matter what she does. And, All right. Uh, so, uh, so what happens since then? Okay. So things start to go downhill pretty darn bad. She goes to New York to do, because she's going to be deposed uh, regarding the suicide of Krista. Right. Uh, the video has come out and she has her book coming out called Tar Protar, which the is the, it's so like tar on tar. It's so tar. like there's something tar. like really it's like, like Woody it's Allen so like, obnoxious. Because yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. first first of all, it's like every pretentious book, just like you know Scorsese on Scorsese or whatever. It's like <laughs> the fact that she's written a book herself and called it Tar on Tar, and the fact that she is the one being tarred and feathered at the end of the movie. Yes. Like, this is what the movie is doing. Like, this is Tar on Tar. You're but watching you know Tar on Tar. know what's beautiful is, we'll get it to the other movie, is Gould on Gould. Gould on Gould. Yes, Gould on Gould. It's, it's Tar on Tar. Uh, yeah. I was like, that is, that's too good to believe, man. It's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it's just incredible. Just incredible. Tar okay, so, so she goes there. People are protesting because they're protesting that she, uh, of her relationship with, um, with Krista, which is now becoming way more public, right? Yep. And she does not have Frances- Francesca. Francesca quit. What's going on? I forgot about. Yeah, that. that's yes, the right. sign right there. It's yeah. genius, right? So Francesca quit. So she says I, she brought Olga with her to help her. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's tweets that are going out or whatever. Is like check out check out Tar's new fresh meat. And she's so good. Right? Yeah. Oh my god. And so it gets pretty pretty darn bad. And then she, and then so 
while the protests are happening outside and she's trying to do her talk, read from her book while mm -hmm. this is this. And everyone's everyone who's paying attention is just as pretentious and horrible. As, it's awful. It's, it's awful. awful. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's such a, like it's such a clown show. I just remember you know what this reminded me of. What I have that? to tell a story. Okay, so her reading her book and the people listening to stuff, it reminded me of uh when I was at at um at Rice, uh there was a lecture series that was done with in conjunction with uh <coughs> University of Houston. So what they actually did is University of Houston and Rice University uh, pooled their money together to get big, big architects to come by and do a lecture mm -hmm. series, right? And Unfortunately, they, had... they got Carrot Top. It was a switch in the letter, <laughs> and, but they still paid for him, so he still. I came mean, he's talk. here. Why don't want to he's tell here. me to go let's home? Let's just do it. Let's just and, do it. Uh, let's freeform. Let's ask questions. Thanks for coming. <laughs> but they 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 brought uh, they brought Zaha Hadid in, right? Mm -hmm. And she she's tart. I mean, oh, literally, hundred percent tar, right? Like that's she is she's female architect, you know, obnoxious. Requests a limo to take her to the venue when the hotel is across the street from the venue. That's incredible. Right? <laughs> that's incredible. I wish I, I wish I could live that life for a day. Right. So that's a thing that happened with, with anyway. But she, <laughs> there were a lot of people who would go to these lectures. Who seemingly knew nothing about architecture, but just it was it made them look fancy, shall we say? Or yes, what, you know yes. what I mean. They're, like, yeah, they're just hangers. They're trying on. to be they're faux intellectuals, yes. right? Yeah, yes, one hundred percent, one hundred. And I remember at one point, you know, she presented all of her stuff. And again, this was in the oh, let's think about this was probably around nineteen ninety six or so. Mm -hmm. like and she was very uh, she was very advanced in terms of some of the stuff we're doing. And I'm not diminishing any of her work. She's a fantastic. It's architect. not yeah like to to be to be consistent with everything she you is said, a fantastic the work architect. is work is work. She but she's you can't she, deny work. Unfortunately, <laughs> she was a fantastic architect. She did pass yeah. away, but yeah, uh, she had it coming. She, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry architects, <laughs> sorry architect community. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. Hey. <laughs> uh, okay, Beautiful. so she, <laughs> see, uh, she, uh, uh, anyway, someone asked her, is like, hey, uh, so obviously someone who's not an architect, older guy, not a student, whatever. And he comes up and is like, I noticed you use a lot of computers for your work. Mm. Do you use the Adobe's? <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, I use the Adobe's. Do you know what her answer was? What's that? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you use the Adobe's? <laughs> oh my god! Why, of Not course. <laughs> anyway, so back to this. Uh, so, oh, it, uh, go I ahead. To, I just want to say, if uh, you're in our subscriber lounge on um, Discord, I want to uh, point to the, fo the photo that I just dropped there of the ghost in tar. Yes, it's the it's uh if you want to check it really? out. Really? Let me it's, check this out. I don't believe you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's her in the red hair. That is fucking her. That's her. Who? That is well, that's look. Krista. That's, that's Krista in the background. The red <laughs> hair. It might as well be uh, might as well be the ring. <laughs> it's fucking ring, dude. It's as, it's as straightforward oh as it gets. Oh my god. Yeah, she's right there. That's like there's nobody else in that scene. There's nobody in that room in that scene at yeah, all. Yeah. That, that's Krista standing right there. It's a ghost. That's movie. great. Good call. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe my eyes. And then when I watched, I watched more videos on it, and people were like, "There's another one in this scene." And then when I watched that scene, I was like, oh, "That's a good call, dude." It's fucking gold, dude. It was so good. 
Yeah, okay. Tar, all right, tar, all right, all right, tar is a ghost movie. That's my argument. Tar is a ghost. It is a ghost film. Absolutely. No, no. Okay. So, uh, so everything's going terribly, starting to unravel very quickly for her, right? She comes back. All these videos are coming out about her. Uh, Sharon, Sharon, right? That's her, her wife's yeah. name, right? Yep. Sharon pretty much tells her to get the hell out, right? Gives her this big talk, right? Uh, so she has to live in a crappy apartment. The old mm-hmm. woman, <laughs> dies or no she doesn't go she this howling falls sound out. the yeah. crazy neighbor comes crazy it's neighbor really comes she falls smashing yells at her and yells at tar in german tell comes over there is this old old woman who is filthy yeah she filthy. shit herself it's awful it's, it's horrifying filthy naked right. naked mm-hmm. too so embarrassed yes. and horrible right? yep screaming and they're trying to lift her she needs help lifting her up, yes. putting her into this, this decrepit, uh, wheelchair mm-hmm. that she has to sit in. And she does this and she puts her in there and she's, she's just completely just, you know, you said you mentioned her. She feels like this is an image of her own death, right? Yes. Like was, this is, this, this is, this is hard. This is where my life is going. <laughs> I right? shit myself and then I, 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 this yeah, is my I, end. I, I, I yeah. shit that, right? yes, exactly. And so she comes back and she immediately strips and just starts to scrub herself down <laughs> because of the, the, just That's her like total OCD stuff. Oh, yeah, so no, no, no. beautiful. She's a big German. Well, I have she... to get this off of me. Uh, yeah, just, just horrified. And yes. it was for the, yeah, and then Olga stops fine. It gets bad. It gets bad. It gets bad. Yep. So yep. the situation is basically at now everyone turns against her, including mm. the orchestra. She's kicked yes. out of the orchestra. Everything is really, really bad, right? The, yes. She, you're like, she discuss, she finds out that the leechy rich dude mark strong right has taken over the performance right of Mahler's five <laughs> from right. her right <laughs> like and she sees this as she's running right. and she's like what loses <laughs> right. her fucking mind well not only that not only that but he no longer allows her to use his plane mm-hmm. yes exactly right? yeah. like, i was like well, i want to fly myself she gets in a limo. The guy hands her an invoice. <laughs> it's like, this is like fucking Benny Hill. It's yeah. so yeah. <laughs> Like everything goes wrong for her all at once. Going, all the dominoes fall. Yeah. Like, you know, but there's the no last, more the best all is lost minutes. in this thing. Oh, the, in, the, the cherry on the Sunday has yet to arrive. Like, yeah, yeah, no, oh, no, like I, I, I'm already like, this is like nonstop hilarity for me. Like at this point, like this is like, oh, the comeuppance has begun. Yeah, and it's, and it's all it's all falling apart on her. And yep. then she goes, she's in her apartment. I love this one. This is the best one. When she's in her apartment, the door, someone knocks on the door. Oh yes, the dead body, the white, the 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 mother's is mm-hmm. moved out. So she's, she's dead. Like, she's dead. She's dead. Right. So she's dead. She's she's on the. She has to move out of the way of the staircase so they can take this dead body out. Right. Yeah. So right. Good. And, and like, how's Tar doing? Uh, how's dead? She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, She's moving out so, of this apartment. It is the most incredible 16 minutes because I, I showed my wife. I, I called her and we watched. I watched it the end with her again. I was. Yeah. She was like, "Oh my it's, god, that is like, like that a, itself is a movie." Oh, it is uh, so good. It's it's Hold so on, good. We, still, we still got a lot to go through. <laughs> and so and so, there's a knock on the door, and it's like two, three people, right? Mm-hmm. A couple and a, and a woman, right? And they're like, "We are our brother was." died next door he's like oh i'm so sorry for your loss and i, I met your your sister mm-hmm. who was taking care of her right 
And she's like, yes. Yeah, well, we're selling the apartment. Oh, okay. So, so it's like, we, uh, we were wondering if you heard a lot, we hear a lot of music. It's like, oh, glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, actually, we're uh, wondering when you play because we would like to have we'll people show the apartment. We'll show the apartment and we don't want it to disturb them. And she's like, uh, she freaking closes the door. It starts play taking an accordion, an which accordion like, from right, the school, yes, from exactly. the school, and starts playing the accordion and, and screaming, "Apartment for sale!" Apartment for yeah, she's sale. totally lost her mind. Like, yeah. Totally. This, if this, if the movie didn't have the ending two shots that it does, yeah, this scene would be the most quoted scene from the film. No, no, no. Like it's the this last is two it's. Shots. It's, but the last, the cherry on the Sunday oh is so God. much sweeter than even her right. screaming at the top of her lungs right. playing an accordion. <laughs> it's so much right. better that you forget that that amazing scene <laughs> exists. It's just incredible. She, she tries to visit her daughter and school and says, do you want to go to the park? And the, do- and the, 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 the Sharon comes by. It's like, nope, we're leaving. So she can't no. even see her daughter, right? <laughs> it's terrible. It's gone. terrible. Gone. <laughs> Everything gone. So everything in Berlin is destroyed. Everything in Berlin is destroyed. Yep. Her right? entire life wiped out. Everything. Right. Entire, everything is gone. So she goes back to New York, and obviously there's an agency in New York, right, who manages her. And they're like, we need a fresh start. No, a brand new agency. <laughs> a brand new agency. A brand new, yes. And a that, brand new agency. That's yes. right. And, and and we did we get to the actual Mahler's Five? What she how she reacts to that? Oh right 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 right. I forgot about that. Right, she's still in she's still in Berlin. How can I forget that? Still in Berlin. So there's about to be. She's, she's wait wait wait. Hold up. on. No no no. Because they don't they don't exactly say that she's not doing it. Right? Yes, well they no, do. No, no, but they, they, with they, the feet in the bathroom. Well right. well, well hold that's, on. that's the thing is they they hint that she is not conducting the five. Right. right. So, but, but they you see her getting as if she is she's conducting about them. to. She's like right. getting dressed up. Conducting the five. Let's do this. And so, so she is. She gets. She's dressed up, right? And then you see everything preparing for the for the Mahler piece. You see her in the bathroom. Her feet come down through the stall. So we have the stall thing again with feet, right? right? right. So she's been hiding in a bathroom, right? Comes out, opens, right? And uh, she's behind the guy who plays the trumpet off. Off uh, uh, the stage, stage. which they discussed she's in before, the back of the stage, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the music is playing, but she's not conducting. Yeah, she's not conducting. <laughs> and so she goes and opens the door and storms. It's the this the the rich guy who's conducting, right? <laughs> it's Mark Strong's conducting the Mark fucking Strong's thing. Conducting. She storms him and she just tackles him tackles off him. off the thing it's and tries so to start. She turns up, stares all fucked up. She's like, give me some eyes. <laughs> and everyone That's puts the down best. their instruments. The, well, one guy does, yeah. who is yeah. the one that she met her in the office previously and she yeah, wants yeah. the change. And he was like, well, we have rules. Right. He was the one that follows rules. He's the first one to put the well, instrument down. Yeah, of course, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, she's a German folk. But yeah, he, he puts, he's like, fuck this. And then it's all over. It's all right. over. And then so and then she starts to punch him in the face as <laughs> during during a performance, a full house, full oh house. God. Everyone's so dressed good. up to see it's the model. So good. This is, this is like that that scene. Uh, another there will be blood bit. It's like that's the scene in there will be blood when he's put the, the napkin over his face and he's going like, I'm going to <laughs> just like 
bro, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, when you're, he hits him with the the bowling when you're, ball. Yeah, he hits him with the bowling pin. <laughs> he's like, uh, finished. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, oh, it's so fucking good. It's so, so good. If so the movie had ended there, I would have been like, bravo, bravo, yeah, great movie. Yeah. No, 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 but they no, really no, no. want to take her down to the bottom. They Jesus. really want to drag her down to the bottom. Mom, I think I've hit bottom. No, you haven't. No, not. you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so God. she goes, like, okay, so that was before she left Berlin. Yeah. But then she finally leaves New York, Berlin. New agency. New York, New, York, new agency. Is like, you really need a fresh start. Yeah. So she then decides to go to her house, which is in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. It's her childhood home. You could see it, right? Yes. It's and, a fucking, yeah, it's like, this is, she comes from shitty beginnings, man. Like, she poor, comes from a small, small, small town, small you know. town. Well, it's totally not small town, it's Staten Island. But Staten Island. It's, Staten Island. Then, you know, it's just like, yeah, this is like working class people. Working class know. stuff, right? right? She yeah. finds her room. She goes to her room. She's all, there's, there's no one there, but she finds her room. In her room, she sees all of her accolades, including a field hockey medal. Yeah. Right. And then she finds a whole bunch of VHS tapes of her passion for uh, Leonard Bernstein. Right. Lenny. <laughs> Lenny, oh, right, Lenny, which is all basically TV shows and stuff that he had done, and so she starts watching it, and he's giving this beautiful lecture, which really is like almost Leonard Bernstein telling her, "You missed the whole point. You missed the whole fucking point, dude. <laughs> you missed the whole point of music. Music yeah. is about this, not about yeah. all this. Other not crap. not all the claptrap. Not about being rich. Not right. about anything like it. it's about the beauty that comes from within you that you recognize. That's it. Which right. is the opposite of what you have been doing with your life." Right, like you've been living an anti-musical life, yeah, yeah, and it's a, and it's actually very touching. I was just like, this is the, that's this is a really beautiful. Part. This is a beautiful scene because I mean, like, my, and I then her, her brother comes. That's and even, yeah. well, go ahead, Eric. What is, is her, well, her she, bro- She's there, and she hears a noise, and she goes downstairs, and I think it's her brother. It's and he's like, oh, oh, mom hey, said you're going to be here. Yeah. Be here, yeah. you know, and uh, oh, hey, Linda, and says, I mean, Linda. lady, yeah. Uh, Oh, you sorry, know, Lydia. Yeah. Like, who am I to say? You know, it's not my place to say. You know what I mean? Right. He does that thing. And it's right. totally says everything about her. As after seeing all her accomplishments on the wall as a child yep. and her obsessiveness yep. and how she missed it. And then it's there. Yep. Um, it's, it's, tr- it's truly sad. She turned her back on her family. Yeah. Notice how they're not there. She had to yeah. sneak in. Yeah, like they they don't want they don't want to know her. Like her brother barely talks to her, obviously, you know. And like the well, she probably dismissed them or d- doesn't yeah. want to talk to them. Yeah, wholesale. That's right. You know, and like I think that this is like that. Uh, you know, that Bernstein's whole bit is just like this is not for some elite thing for special people. Like music is for everybody. Like this is this is something that you feel for real, and it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor or you come from you know whatever whatever like this is a real feeling and that's what you should be celebrating mm-hmm. you know and like this is the like that's the like that's the point of the movie like where i was just like before this moment like this is just a genius comedy and now when it lands on this i was like and it had something to say it's right. like but it doesn't it, it keeps going oh it doesn't yeah, it still seals the deal like it it's, does, it, 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 tra- it traps her in the fucking coffin at the end right, but this, right, right. Is, this is the greatness <laughs> So the next thing you know is that you see her and she's in Thailand. Yeah, right. right, right. Oh, she's in Thailand. It's Thailand, in Thailand. Right. Okay. And uh, she she's talking to a few people and it's kind of a little weird. And they're like, we're very happy to have you here. Right. And it's like, oh, thank you. And she's she's being super humble. Yes. Yeah, she's super, tra- like completely out of character. <laughs> character. Right. She's so. thankful, you know, they gave her flowers and she's kind of like, it's a little strange what's going on. It's like, 
we would love to show us show you around our beautiful country. And they you take her on like guy at the door has a gun. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah. Uh, so like this is like she's in a different situation now. Right. And she is like to say she's out of her element is like but like she is she she is well, she is she is the alien in this landscape. Right. Like, she is she has no connection to anybody. She doesn't understand anything about what's going on. She has no like which is the exact opposite of when she was, you know, in this ritzy position of like, oh, and then I went and taught this tribe music. But like, right. this is how she thinks about people in other countries. Right. And now she's actually in another country and she's like, I don't even know who the fuck I am at all. And right. I, have, I have no way to communicate with anybody. And this is an entirely. They all, literally drive around in this rinky dink open air like right. bu- Toyota bus thing. And they I mean they don't they don't represent Thailand as being bad. Like no, it, no, no. She's like, just not she's not in a limit. Her world is gone. Like yeah. her the world that she was in control of is totally gone. And then, then she's on a riverboat mm-hmm. going up this riverboat. And uh she's with the this young boy and he, the dear little ones touring her around mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, it's so beautiful here. We should go swimming and Eric, as he pointed out, says, Oh, we can, but by the waterfall we can't swim in the river. Okay, Why not? Yes. Crocodiles. I didn't Marlon think there'd be crocodiles this far up. It's like, well, they escaped from a Marlon Brando movie. <laughs> so good, so so good. What a fucking what? A, that's some inside baseball right there, man. That's yeah. just like wow, really that's funny. Yeah. Really funny, really funny. But it also like the story because it's such a weird story to have come up. Like it fits the alienness of oh, what's yeah. going on for. Right. Just like what the but fuck is the, happening? The, what Marlon Brando represents too. Yes. For those who know. And his path, yes. and like how his fame sucked him into a hole and destroyed, and yeah, destroyed, went nuts, you know, and like, and so and like, which, it, which, which is represented in the very next shot because they're at the waterfall, the kids are playing outside, and she's in the cave, she's looking out, yes, yes, like which yeah. is that that's this is where she's at, like, because like, like I think that like this is a particularly a, a genius bit by Todd Field is because like. He doesn't like if this movie were made in the forties or whatever. Like, look at the alien culture. Like, he doesn't do that at all. He's just like, this is a totally normal place, but it's normal for people who live here. And she has no control or leverage here whatsoever. Like, this is the uh, this is a totally different environment, and so she is exposed as a person. Right. Like, there's it's not like they don't have to alienify the world in order for it to feel like she's out of her bubble. Yes, and she's scared. But the thing about it, it is. At least at that time, you see that she's learning a lesson, and there might be redemption. Yeah, it's a it's a hint. It's a hint. Yeah, a like hint, it's not, like she's right. trying to change her life. Yeah, and you know she pro- she will. You know, there's yeah. a way she's going to learn and yeah. move forward until it, the very last spring. It is. Okay. It. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, so yes. what the thing I think was interesting is like she goes she goes to the hotel concierge. By the way, hotel concierge, this is not the Ritz. Not, yeah, no, very definitely no. Not right. the Ritz, right? right. We'll tell Constance, like, is there any place I can get a massage? Because, you know, we really, because she hurt her shoulder, remember, from right. the fall and stuff. From and the tackle. And so, <laughs> and so you're like, and you're like, can you place get a massage? And I was like, oh, I know where this is going. Because I've, I've, I've seen swimming to Cambodia with small yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you're in kind of like a sketchy motel, a sketchy hotel. And in, you Thailand. Ask, in Thailand. In Thailand, you ask the concierge for... Where's the best place to get a massage? And you're a white American. 
they're going to take it a certain way. Yeah. Like, they're going to say, yeah, well, I think I understand what you're saying. This is a very good place. Very, very good. And yes. it goes to a place. And in fact, it does look very nice when you start. That's yeah, the, fancy for the kind of business it is. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Fancy. And it's so, a brothel. <laughs> like, but she doesn't realize that because what basically happened, and this is exactly, they just, it's exactly built the way that they described it in Swimming to Cambodia. Did you see mm-hmm. Swimming to Cambodia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw the Ray, live show. The, you saw the live show? Directed oh, by yeah. Steven Soderbergh, as a matter of fact. Really? Yep. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. Anyway, so, uh, so he says, oh yes, uh, come pick from the fishbowl. Like, wait, what? Right. What's that? Pick from the fishbowl. And so she goes and there's literally a window and in the window there are like, 15 or 20 women kneeling, mm-hmm. holding mm-hmm. with robes on, mm-hmm. holding a, tr- a tray with massage oils on it, all looking you're down. Supposed to pick your masseuse. You're supposed to pick, except one is looking at her. Yes. And that one, like, and I'm not the one to notice this. This is another analysis. My wife noticed the same thing. Okay. So this, this what is. What are you going to say? Because she said something. Okay. She, like, what, what this, what this guy pointed out, and I totally agree, is number one. This is laid out exactly like the orchestra. Uh, yes. and he's picking, and she's picking one of the girls. And, right. uh, also she's, the girl she picks is wearing Mahler's five. It's a right. five. <laughs> it's just like, yep, there we are. Again. She throws up at the end. And so was that, was, was that a girl or was that, a, um, um, or it may, uh, yeah, it may not be exactly. It may be a, no, a, no, like, no. I, there was I think something they, about. I think, I think she threw she, up because she realized everything. She, does. I think she realized yeah. what this. I mean, you may you may or may not be right, but like the, I think she throws up anyway because like she realizes her position but now. Here's the no, but I think beyond that, I think she engaged in sexual activity, whether it was a girl mm-hmm. or a man. Uh, she did, Could and, be true, but yeah. then she realized what her life is now. Yeah, it's like, like the, she finally just, you know, it, it comes to, like this that's, is, it's not a student that falls in love with her. She has right. to pay somebody for sex. And this, yeah, this is the, that is the, that's the sort of the brilliance of this scene for me is that like, this is actually no different than what she was doing before. It's just that now she can't lie to herself. Like there's all this other architecture around her in her previous world where uh, she's like, oh, that, that girl must want to sleep with me because I'm so wonderful. No, it's because you're the fucking conductor. Yeah, you picked it. Yeah. Pick number five. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and she was actually, if you look at the way that the orchestra is set up, she's pretty much in the same place that Olga would have been. That Olga was. Exactly, exactly. And so, like, this is, like, this reveals to her, like, this is, you only got, you only, like, you, this is you being in a position of power to be able to afford this. This isn't about you being so amazing. This is a business exchange. That's all that's been happening your whole life. Uh, so all of your relationships are this. Like, you don't have anything. Like, it's the last thing to take away from her. That's why she throws up. She's like, everything I thought was real was not real. Like, I, like I, all, of my, all of my love was transactional. My life is, was an illusion. And I built it that way because I was so ashamed of who I am. And now that's all I am. Right. And, that's, and that's all she's got left. So let's get to the, to the, to the, uh, to the cherry on the. Uh, and then, so yes. So Eric, I think so you're that, exactly right. She, she hits bottom in that moment. She hits bottom right? in that moment. And then, then that's the, that's the moment when you're just like, okay, if she can make this realization, maybe she can change. She right? can change. She could change. And you're she, right. Maybe she, maybe she'll, she'll have a new start. There will be change for her 
But no. That's last it. scene. So we see her rehearsing. She, we see her Let's rehearsing. Let's see how steep the climb is. Yeah, but to get the thing is, when you see her rehearse and you see her go over the yes. papers, yes. And she's like, what is the meaning behind it? I can do this. Yes, yeah, she's I will a, treat this seriously. Looks, I'm going to take it seriously and I'll get redemption. That's but right. she's so pathetic looking. There's yeah. a weirdness to her. Oh, absolutely. Like, She's completely <laughs> lost all of her confidence. Completely. When, when this happens, she gets all of her shit. She's like, she's trying to put on airs and she's trying to get her shit together. And I'm going to learn something from this and start again. And uh, now I know uh, you can see that I'm a I'm a conductor again. I've learned. I'm going to try. And then the movie shows you exactly how fucking steep the mountain is. She has to climb right. in the last two shots. So she walks out on stage. Well, get yes, ready. So get she's ready. not going to, there's no mountain to climb. She's done. She's <laughs> toast. She's <fucking> done. <laughs> It's just, it's so like. When this uh, happened, I wish you, I wish I had seen this with you guys. I cackled so loud. I could not, I was like, for the love of God. And I said to my wife, I could not believe. You know what I said? They're all fucking millennials that took her down. It's so fucking good. It's so good. People, millennials. She starts, the orchestra itself looks like super low rent, like a high school level orchestra. Like a worrying engine. so, So she starts to play this. This, the piece. Uh-huh. They this, give her headphones to wear. They give her headphones like, to wear. Right? It was almost like a QVC thing, and it yeah. was like, wait, he- headphones What's going, going on? on? It's so good, right? And then these 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 screens come down. They might as well have been sheets, right? yeah. <laughs> and as she starts to play, a video game starts being shown, and a and a really low rent voiceover. <laughs> yes, cheese ball voiceover. Right, and then you're and like, "What the, the hell is, is like is big cheeseball fun fake adventure video game music?" That and you remember conducting. just before when she was doing rehearsals, like, "What's the meaning behind this?" Right? Yes. And then she also, and then you go back to you think about when she originally makes her look so pathetic. I know. Yes. And it, what's even funnier is this, and the woman's away in Osaka. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that in a second because I, that was something that happened before. But I we, have a hard we, in about twenty five minutes, so okay, I gotta come back to it. Chris has got a heart out, so yep. that's why yes. I keep going. So, so she says, uh, uh, as that happened, you're like, what the fuck is going on video game? And then it pans to see the audience. The crowd. The audience is all in cosplay. Cosplayers. Yeah. For the video game. For the video game. And they're all and they're, like ready to hear music. And they are, quite, they, they are honestly enjoying themselves. Like right. they're there because this is amazing. So like, she's basically playing at. Comic Con Bangkok, <laughs> and yes. the game and the game and you, and you guys may not know this, but the, the game g- that she is playing is, is Monster, Monster Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have played this game, and I have seen this. I, my, my kids have played this game. I have watched this game. And I was just like, didn't she you is... pick up the significance of that? Everybody in the yeah. audience was pretty much like at the kids at the school who oh, yeah. essentially took her down. Oh, yes. absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. No, this no, no. She's like, been this, destroyed by the man. Yeah, like this is, and the thing is, like and I, the fact that the fact that the freaking ridiculous, you know, New Yorker guy did not pick up on any of that is yeah, it's, it's mind blowing to me. It's anyway, hold on, one more, yeah, one more the, the thing. New Yorker that was, guy is a knucklehead. Yeah. Uh, the the thing that really totally. was also funny was when she first arrived in Bangkok. She's talking. It's like I was looking for 
her music and I couldn't find it in any of the music <laughs> libraries. That was the key right there. Like, yeah, it was like so oh good. no, she's in Osaka. <laughs> she's in Osaka. Yeah, the thing is like, and uh-huh. people like, video game, a few video game people have taken this as a slam against video games. I'm like, I love video games. Like, this is Absolutely not a slam not. against video games. Like, everyone there it's is just, honestly there to enjoy the music because they love the fucking thing. A hundred percent. And then Todd Field himself is like, oh, the reason why I put it in is because I play the shit out of Monster Hunter. That's my favorite game. Right. Like, he's like, he's 100% behind the the audience in this choice. But it's think like, about what the, it would mean. What to it her. means to her is the the most utter disaster. Right. It is the like this is like the, like she is utterly utterly trapped forever yep. in hell. She's never getting out of that one, man. I, that was it. Like, incredible. and I thought there was redemption. And when I saw those cosplay, I was like, "Mother of God, she's done. <laughs> this is the rest of her she life. She's going to end up like getting done. hooked onto heroin yes. and hanging out in like brothels." Yes. So, and, and, I saw, and, and the fact the fact that everyone's in cosplay and they're panning, yeah, it is very very funny. Yeah. Like you realize, like. Oh my! It's, it's almost a thing if you haven't figured out that this is a comedy. Yes, if you haven't figured out this is comedy until that last shot, you're like, the "Oh my god, this, <laughs> this is a comedy! This is so so funny!" It's so and you realize funny. you've been had, and it's hilarious. Oh my god! I I just I I was like hyperventilating, laughing. It was one of the funniest right. things I have ever seen in a film. When it revealed that, I was it like, was so you are dark. fucking genius, man. That is one of the, that's one of the best things I've ever seen. It's just incredible. It's yeah. a, it's a genius film. The yeah. guy is a great, 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 great director, yeah. man. That is, okay. that is an A plus. A plus. We have exactly 49 minutes to discuss another uh, great film. Another great film. <laughs> We've done two another hours on this film. one and we'd have 49 minutes on the other one. Yeah. Oh, and uh, also, I just want to say, uh, Chris Carlo said the headphones are basic, uh, basically, uh, handcuffs. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly yeah. what she, when she puts that on, you're like, wait. <laughs> it just, it <laughs> seems so cheap, but that's the thing. You thought it was a real thing, or at least the stage, the, you know, the stage wasn't as great as the Berlin Philharmonic. Right. It's, but it's but then you're like, okay, but then she puts the headphones on, like, God, that's kind of like, she's like, like Working at progressive, and, you know, and for, again, uh, and this you know, trying to sell insurance to somebody in right. Canada. And then all of a sudden these screens come down. You're like, what? Oh my God. She's never getting out of this. And then they cut the cosplay. I'm like, forget it. She's going to be a heroin addict. She's, <laughs> she's screwed her whole life. Cause there's no redemption. Like, it's the classic. Cause you can't just have like, if you, if classical hell, right? If you're talking about like Greek mythology hell, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, kind of, you know, no. it's like, if it's classical hell, you can't just have headphones. You see headphones with a microphone. That's classical hell. Say, because you can't, you can't simply have hell where you're getting whipped and burnt for the rest of your existence. You have to be able to see heaven. And like, she gets a glimpse of like, well, I am conducting. It is an orchestra. I have learned my lesson. I'm ready, God. I'm show yes, me right. the light. I'm gonna do it. I study <laughs> Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter, motherfucker. You were the monster. You got hunted. That's what happened. Oh my <laughs> god. That yeah, literally really could tragic. not have been better, man. Like Todd Field, man. I I I know he'll probably he's that's probably the last movie he'll ever make. But if if you're gonna What have, do you mean? He said so. He's just like, it's too hard to make these things and uh you know, I'm probably not going to get around to another one, but I, I'm glad this turned out so well. I was like, holy shit. That's a, it's a great loss that you will not be like, because even now this movie is sort of forgotten. As soon as it lost, they were just like, what's up? Really? I was just like, this movie is fucking incredible, that. man. This movie is incredible. And, yeah. uh, and the thing is like, the thing is for people like the New Yorker guy, I'm like, this movie also 
at least in part, agrees with him in the way that he would like it to agree with him. No, he totally agrees with him. He just doesn't get it. He just doesn't understand it. He just so he because wants yeah, to have it only his way. It's actually trying to get you there. Yes, in a very interesting way. Yeah. But he wants he wants people to say this person is bad. Yes, see? exactly. See, 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 see. He, he wants to point at somebody else and say, "Look at all the bad people." As opposed to, right. "Oh shit, maybe I am. Maybe I am a cruel person." Which well, is what the movie is, is actually, which, the movie leads you which through maybe that. that's the problem is he is and he doesn't want to admit that. I think it's hard for narcissists to appreciate the comedy of The Shining. Like, like I think that's what it comes down to. The Shining right. is extremely funny. That's why there's mm. a hard cut to Nicholson frozen at the end. This is the hard <laughs> cut to Nicholson only in front of cosplayers. Like, that's like, that's what this movie is. You know, like, as soon as in, in The Shining, as soon as it goes, pink, and you see Jack frozen in the snow, like, I, you're like, you're like, <laughs> Oh, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he's done. Yeah, yeah. and it did, did the exact same trick in this movie. Exactly the same thing, dude. No, it's a, that is a, it's a true masterpiece. And I think that Todd Field is like, it's it's one of the, he's going to go down as this unsung great director yeah, know, 40 years from now. What a masterpiece. That's an absolute classic, classic film in my mind. Really, All right. Really wonderful film. So this film is called 32 Short Films About Glenn Gould. Mm. Right? This is a good. This is. I always guess mess it up because I always call it twenty three short film, but it's thirty two. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming that most people have not seen this film. If they've even heard of it, has film. anyone in chat? Go ahead, everyone, chime in. Let us know. Have you guys ever heard or seen this film? Yeah, like I because I I'd be curious. I think that mo like I know the film folks I know like most people have heard of it. Maybe one. That's strange because that was a big deal it. when I was in school. I, I remember seeing it and loving the soundtrack. Yeah, but it's still. We'll talk about it, but we should do a podcast on it. Let's talk about it. Here. Yeah, we should do that. We, we should talk about it. Kick it around. No, this is like 90, 92, 93. And this is yeah. the very beginning of what became a huge wave of indie film. Uh, like it really starts in the 80s, the late 80s. But like mm -hmm. it, it, it comes above the surface with movies like Glenn Gould. And uh, I was, you know, 20, 22, 21 at the time. And this this movie had a tremendous effect on how I think about stories get how stories are told, how film can be used differently than regular pop film. And filmmaking. at the same time, you got a really slacker. slacker another one yeah, of those absolutely. films that just yep. totally was like, what? Yeah, slacker, slacker was more under the radar than this. Uh, and it's a great film, great, great film. Um, but that's, it's, it's these movies that got me into that whole scene. Uh, and so rewatching this, I had not seen it in decades, probably. And I was yes. like, it's just exciting to see this movie. Like, it's so, like, inventive all the time. It's doing a very simple thing, but it's doing it, like, Maximum inventiveness all the time. Really now, beautiful film. This film is, uh, they reference Glenn Gould, who's a real person, mm -hmm. in, in Tar. In Tar. Yep, right? She right. references him. She makes fun of him. She makes fun of the way he plays a guitar, right? So he plays much more. Yeah. Right? Very punctuated. Yeah. Very punctuated way of yeah. playing guitar. Oh, guitar. Piano. Piano. Yep. Piano. So, and it literally is 32. Most. Short films. Yeah. Short films. They're <laughs> not, not, none of them are necessarily directly related to each other in anything, right? They are all separate and they all have. But they're all interconnected to yeah. his. It, they're interconnected it, about his life. Yeah, sure. It's who he it is as a person. But it gives them the permission to be experimenting within the framework of each short film. And, uh, and I try different approaches for everything. Try different approaches. And I think the, the, what you're alluding to earlier when you set this up, Chris, is like, this also is a great sort of uh, way to think about how movies actually work. 
Like there's right. no there's no blab on this movie at all. Every single scene has a point, and it like it just makes it very clear. Like here's a short film, and the short film itself has something that it wants you to pay attention to. And when you're making a movie, that should also be true. It's just that it's smoothed out, you know. And so like this makes it not only uh, points out the, with the how efficient it should be, but it also makes it very discreet. So you pay attention to all the little things in a single scene that make a scene work. Right? Mm. And it's a it's it's a real it's a great learning film for filmmakers. I think. And some of them are very short, like forty five seconds. Yep. Right. And some or, of them or are animation. Mm-hmm. The animation one, which doesn't really hold up that much to me. It looked like mind's eye stuff, honestly. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 very much of its time for sure. It's totally it's of a, its time. Yeah, it's, it's like it's late wave kind of stuff. Whatever yeah, yeah. it was, it's interesting. Okay. Yeah, but like it's, it's cool that they whatever they're doing, it's cool that they're trying. It. They're experimenting everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Right. It does start off with a short film about him as in his youth. Mm-hmm. Right. I I don't actually feel like I want to go through all of them. I just yeah, want no, to pick no out way to some, do it. But yeah, no way to do it. Thirty-two yeah. ones. Right. There's so, no there's no story to this movie at all. There it's is just no story, but there's some amazing pieces that were yeah. incredible. Right. So we find out about his youth, and you you hear basically like he was very very gifted. Right. Mm-hmm. But he also was very isolated. Mm-hmm. Lived in Canada. Yep. Small lake house in Canada. His mother was obsessed with him learning piano. Mm-hmm. Right. Played was, uh, played it uh, to him in the womb. Played it to him in the womb. You know, he like from the moment he he could read notes, he could read music before he could read le- uh, letters, mm-hmm. right? Very very uh, into the piano, right? Also gifted mathematically, as we find out as well, as he was sitting by the dock uh, uh, and uh, doing his uh, multiplication tables, and you can mm-hmm. tell he's like, he's like way on up there, way on up there, right? <laughs> yeah. And so this is the thing that you, you find out about him. And it's, it's, it's actually very sweet, you know, but his mm-hmm. mother was clearly a very influential person on him. And his father just seems to be a background character, which yep. was also kind of interesting. But yeah. a great logsman. And, and an exquisite logsman, I'd say. If, he, if they were to make a, a, yeah. a tar-like film about a logsman. Yep. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. true. But, you know, it's like they open up the, the opening gag of the film is like total abstract white icy wasteland with oh, no I forgot visible to change trace. Our background. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and uh and you see this little figure walk out onto the ice and yeah. and as he walks close to the camera the mu- there's you know uh music gets louder classical music gets louder and he walks all the way up to about 10 15 feet from the camera and then just sort of looks around and that's the end of the short film. So like right. which is very much the approach of the entire movie. It's just like it's not like you're going to get a biopic of this dude's life or facts about but in order don't about what happened. I mean, you do, but it's like it's all it's all an impression, rather right. than uh, trying to play itself as a biopic. Right. You know? It's not. We're not going to reduce his story to a uh, you know like. But it's aloof, just like him. It's, it's totally. It takes a ungraspable. View. Yes. Like you can't really get it. Put your hand on it. Yeah. Wrap your head around it because it's that enigmatic i mean there's something about him as a that's, person that's very well put because he like it has this very intellectual uh architectural almost mathematical viewpoint uh mm-hmm. on him uh and at the same time it's largely talking about him in spiritual and character terms mm-hmm. right? and so you're observing you're using sort of a mathematical and filmic technique to uh observe these little character moments that are very defining 
and you get a you get a spiritual sense of him even though he never really says anything out loud it's a it's a fantastic way of structuring a film honestly speaking and when you hear it's like it's 32 short films like eh whatever uh it doesn't sound like it would really work but it absolutely it really works does. in a very yeah. surprising way and it's a it's something that's definitely worth experiencing also 32 short films sounds like a huge amount of films but it is only 90 minutes this film is almost exactly yeah, 90 minutes. these it's are just little scenes just little scenes great great stuff so just a couple of things you noticed we've learned about him uh, obviously he's he's extraordinarily gifted piano player mm-hmm. but stops playing piano this is my last concert and they have that last concert scene like one of the shorts is pretty amazing, which happened in LA apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. So, the LA concert, yeah. And actually, that that like it's a great it's a great way to look at it because like that whole sequence, it uh, it it's entirely behind the scenes before he goes out on stage to perform, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you get like the annoyance of having to deal with um, you know the management of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy is sort of just like, oh, well, we have to do this, and blah, 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 blah. And, you're just, and he's just like, uh, you can see he's disconnecting from it. Right. And and you almost see the moment when he decides when he's just not going to do this anymore. And it's when right. he's ta- talking to the stage uh, the stage guy. He's just like a stagehand. You yeah. Know? And he's just like, uh, how long have you worked here? How long have you worked here? He's like, oh, you know, 30 years. Oh, you must be close to retiring. He's like, yeah, no, I'm going to be retiring in about four months. You know? Right. And, uh, and that's the, and you can see it click in Gould's head. He's just like, well, then I'm out. This yeah. is it. You know? So I should do and then he, And then he's, he's like, I'll sign it for you. Because he signs a, a, a oh, program. Yeah, program. A program for his wife who says she has all your recordings. Yeah, what, like, oh. what are you going to do with your life, do you think? And the guy's like, well, I, I garden. I, I'm going to build a, um, you know, like a little gardening uh, area. And, right. he goes like, and he's like, oh, that's, that's wonderful. And then he has this, he sums it up in this line just before he goes on stage that I really love, that really stuck with me ever since 93. He goes, my, be- my best to your wife and garden. Right. And I was just like, Whoa. Like, I don't know why that, it's just like the phrasing of that was just like, it, it wrapped up something about him that you can't describe. Like right. the way he thought of that interaction and the way he thought about what's important in someone's life. Uh, and I was just like, that's, this is like, just as a little scene, it tells me more than, a, than 10 Wikipedia pages. Yeah. That's right. And what was also interesting is he was playing on a very specific piano, which is one of the other shorts. Mm-hmm. Where you right. find out it was a specific piano, a specific Steinway, yeah, like three three thirteen right. or something right. like right. that, right? And you hear the story of the piano tuner talking about tuning that piano for mm-hmm. him right. for that last performance. Yep, yep. And he says, you know, say what you want about Mister uh, Gould, he always gave me head enough notice. Yeah, that was an also thing that was really interesting. Yep, because yeah, clearly you realize that he's got uh health problems mm-hmm. and mental problems yeah, so, and he's got like he's taking a lot of pills to cover a lot of yeah, things and there's a great short that he does mm-hmm. where he there's pictures of different pills oh yeah and, and he's in describing each pill he says xanax or whatever like da, 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 all the different all so you're basically describing all the different pills that he's taking and the pills that modify the side effects of the other pills that he's taking to take the pills because he's taking these pills <laughs> he's right. like oh shit this dude is uh He's yeah. like a little pharmacy right now. Yeah, he has definitely chemically uh, yeah. altered. Now, it's not that he – and you also get the feeling that he's taking these pills. Some of them are clearly for mental issues, some mm-hmm. of them for health issues, and then the rest of them to fight how they're affecting him. Yes. Right? right. And so he's not taking these pills because he's got a pill-popping problem. 
Yeah, it's just to manage his day to day existence. Yeah, day to day existence. Because like his, that's the same with Tar. <laughs> that's true. She does. She a lot steals of the pills. Yeah, she steals the pills from her wife. But yeah, it's like the like he is like he's clearly you know, um, he's uh, autistic or he's in on that spectrum. He's on a spectrum. Yeah. And uh, spectrum. and so like he's uh, he's do- doing a lot to manage what's going on for him. So he just so he can interact with people in the regular world because he's like you know he thinks about things in an entirely different way. And which is what makes him so uh, makes him plug in music so fast and mathematics so fast. Right. But like in order to be a part of the world, like he has to sacrifice his body in multiple ways. Right. Uh, and it takes more and more of a, you know, like he's only 50 when he dies, you know, and, uh, right. and you can, the movie really explains why that's true. You're just like that fucking his, his, uh, his uh, cardiovascular system must look like a, uh, you know, and a, a Southwest highway. <laughs> no, I, you know what I was envisioning? I was envisioning the scene from uh from two thousand one, like whoosh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just spill rainbow spectrum exactly. <laughs> going exactly. backwards. But uh, but it's a, it's like they they choose all these beautiful moments and and I think what I think are real interviews with actual people, uh, yeah, people actual in this life, yeah. Real people. yeah. And uh, you get these great glimpses uh, into what it's like to be around a person like that. Right. Um, that mesh very well with the, the fiction, you know, with the, uh, the with the acting detail from Colt Fuhrer. And Colt Fuhrer is like what we were talking about earlier. Like, right. that dude should just be a household name. Like, you just, like, you know how he is, like Tom Selleck or something like this. Right. Um, and he's, it's such a beautiful, like, meticulous performance that he gives with this, like, little bit of a wry edge all the time. So that it's very, it's very sharply articulate, yet very charming. And yeah. uh, and so he main, maintains the distance, but you also feel very personal and close with him all the time. So it's a it's a nicely observed uh, bit of work. So, uh, just where was I? Uh, hold on. Uh, oh yes, what you find out is after he quit giving performances and doing recordings. Is he gets into radio, right? That's what he gets into, right? Right. Stocks he, too, huh? And stocks. And stocks. And stock, he does. Uh, stock yeah, he's, very, he's stocks, a brilliant yeah. stockbroker, right? Yeah, right. But he gets. But yeah, into, he, he does like weird little edited TV uh, radio shows. Radio shows, and and he interviews people, uh-huh. right? And they okay. So there's a couple pieces of things that are fantastic about this. I love mm-hmm. this. It's so well done. So one short is him interviewing himself. The two different personalities. Yes. Yes. yes right. Yes, I love this. So it's tar on tar is gold on gold. <laughs> gold right? on gold. Yes. Right. But in this one, it's genuine because they're basically talking about him as a concert pianist and him as an interviewer. Right. Yeah. And, and his relationship. And, he, and they the confront each other. The art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And they're confronting each other in terms of how they're talking about each other. Right. And the, the, the concert pianist, you know, points the finger back at the interviewer and the interviewer becomes defensive mm-hmm. about his interviewing. And so it's it just, rude. yes. And it's really just a wonderful well, piece. Well, it's really because like the, the whole thing is really about like, what does, like, what does he owe the audience, you know, and what his relationship to the audience is. Cause the right. interviewer is just sort of like, so like, what do you, like, I know what you're saying is like the, the, uh, the relationship to the audience, uh, the ratio of relationship should be, essentially zero like mm, right like that's 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 where gould stands um but like you know your relationship is more complicated than that 
Right. And and then Gould starts picking on him just like, oh, like the relationship of a fucking interviewer over his subject, like controlling right. him that way. And you're right. just like, whoa, what the fuck is happening? He's talking to himself. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so like it's it's really, really it's yeah, it's like it's the best kind of like it's the best kind of intellectual movie which gets you to ask questions yourself mm-hmm. rather than telling you the answers. Yeah. You know, and it's it really prompts thought as you're watching it. And it's instead of just laying out some smart stuff. Yeah. And then there's another, there's two other pieces that I thought were, were brilliant. Uh, let's, uh, well, there's many, but I'm going to, the ones that are coming to mind that are all related mm-hmm. to this situation, right? So he goes to a diner, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yes, love, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. He goes to the diner and he's, you know, get to remember he's, he's also has germaphobe problems, right? Mm-hmm. And he's constantly wearing scarves. And, uh, fingerless gloves. That's right, a little. And it's like, uh, and he just, he just looks very meek and, 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 you know, frail, right? He goes to the diner and the waitress comes out and says, like, the usual Mr. Gould. He says, yes, please. She, yeah, right? she knows. Sits down. And then as he's doing, he's kind of looking around and listening and Everybody's he's hearing dancing. every conversation that's happening around him. Mm-hmm. And they're all having different conversation some of them are very deep and profound some are very personal some of them are kind of weird and but the volume of them goes up and down as he's going through it right yep. and it's just this experience he's having and then you see i don't remember if it was the same short or a different short he's listening to an interview that he did mm-hmm. that he's mixed together yes yeah, so you're talking about his radio shows and right. saying like now i'm going to see like i guess like in the diner you can see that he's sort of conducting his own attention to these stories and he's conducting the interview Mm -hmm. and then lifts another voice lowers another layers it over on top of that so he's conducting interview multiple conversations like it's a symphony so right and like brilliant so you end up with this like you get this beautiful diner scene where you're hearing these conversations according to how he is paying attention to him he's conducting this and then he makes a radio show that is Layer, conversations layered on top of each other and over top of each other and conducted in this way. And then you go like, oh, the movie we're watching is this. Right. Like, they are like we are watching the Glenn Gould version of Glenn Gould's life. You Gould know? on Gould. Gould on Gould. And it's like, it's such a, it's just, it's, it's really, it's really fun. Like, it's a really fun way to get at something heartfelt and serious. You know? And so the movie ends up being and like sometimes when you do movies like this, like it gets pretty have, overly uh, self congratulatory in its artiness, or it's like oh, it's yeah, very yeah. Serious, whatever. It's very heavy and it's very hard to process. This is like this just trips right along, super enjoyable in a very very light way. I think the way that they make it light, and I think Eric, you probably agree with me, with me on this, is by throwing in those real people talking mm-hmm. about their relationship with him. Yeah, that sort of just makes it unpretentious in some exactly. ways, right? Exactly. And the thing, most of the, most of those things are about some crazy fun story about him. Right. Yes. And it's also apparently how he would call people at mm-hmm. night no, or whenever. That, yeah. Right. And just, it's so Gould and I'd like to talk. Yes. Yeah. This, this is so Glenn Gould Mar- and I'd like Marlon to talk. Brando too. <laughs> it's nothing. It's, it's so good, dude. I mean, like, yeah, cause like, you know, the, the guy's just like, oh, yeah, I was on the phone with him, and, like, we were just talking and talking and talking, and, and it was I late at night, and I just fell asleep, and then I woke up later, and he was still talking. 
<laughs> well, my son, my son woke me up. He said, "There's someone on the phone you're still talking to." And I woke up, and he's like, "And he was still talking. I don't know how long he had been talking, but I didn't say a word for I don't know how long." <laughs> so funny. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's an incredibly charming little movie, and I feel like the uh, like it made me uh, miss indie films. You know, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not like they don't like there's still indie films going around today, but. Like the method of indie film and the method of being experimental, even in TV right now, is to copy other people's experiments or to copy great filmmakers' other stuff. And uh, and this doesn't do that. This is just like let's fuck around. Like let's try. Like let's do this with the camera, or like let's just make an entire sequence about close-ups on parts of the piano, you know, and just like just see if it works. And like some things are more successful than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but overall, like the, the tone is like, is interested, you know, like the movie is interested in the subject and it wants to get there by having fun in the way that he had fun, you know, and it, it makes you like, you feel like the movie, the movie itself is Glenn Gould and you're getting to know the movie. And it's, uh, it's, it, it brings back a time in my own life when movies were opening up from like, there's all the great classic films, Dan, you must see, you know, all the way up to including the Godfather. But there's all these new ones that are being made that are uh, groundbreaking, you know, that are from Linkletter or from Soderbergh or for, you know, like stuff that I, when, like the first time I saw Sex, Lies, and Videotape, I was like, I didn't know what to do with myself, you know, and this is part of that set, you know, and, uh, and it really, it, I didn't like, without being nostalgic about it, I would, I would say we could learn a lot from that today, uh, both in streaming and in, in YouTube and in, uh, uh, in making uh, new content is just like, like be as fucking freewheeling as this. And like, you know, I think it's, that many, many people on YouTube do do this, but they don't do it with fiction. But yet. no, but they're a slave to the algorithms and yes. that's what's driving everything. And this is yes. the same thing is happening on TikTok, unfortunately. So what's happening on TikTok, apparently because music is so important on TikTok mm-hmm. that when people are composing or making music, popular music, they're getting to the hook of the song almost immediately. Yeah. Otherwise, it won't be popular on TikTok, which is the key That's thing. The driving force. Yeah. The driving force right. of music now is TikTok, right. yeah. which is kind of crazy. Well, I mean, because that, that, that's very much the, you know, and I, I don't want to sound old Banny here. I'm going to try and back myself up out of this in a second. But it's like the, it's like once, once the rat knows you hit the, the bar to get the pellet, yeah. like, it's not going to fuck around. It's going to just go and hit the pillow as many times as possible. Yep. Bing, bing, bing. You know? <laughs> like, that's what it is. And the thing is, like, I think that there's total validity in, uh, in, like, it's not, it's not an invalid style to be like, uh, very short instant payoff. Like, that is a style and it's totally good. Like, that's absolutely, uh, yeah, but listen, I'm even, I'm even trying to do that too. Like, mm-hmm. well, I'm trying to take there's, what we're doing here, yeah. which is a three hour podcast where you should listen to the whole thing and yeah. take these one minute segments and, 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 and the them up boiled on... down stuff is great. Like, and, I mean, those but are it's the little hard. It's, it's hard. Of course. To, of course. Hard, but it's cool. Otherwise, it's that, that, but the that's cool the only way we Dan can do and this. I are not doing it. You're doing it. So yeah, that's, dude, you know, you were taking this. Certainly you're yeah. like doing the heavy lifting on this thing. But you're doing the heavy lifting, which is great. But the thing is that the, the, those things are quality crafted. Very brief. They get to the jokes very quickly, and they're great. I'm not so. I'm not arguing against doing this. But the fact is, I have to do that. I cannot convince That's anyone else to do it. Yeah, because like, the because there is a there's a. I think at least some people that listen to us want the super long, talked out, full exploration version as well. 
right? Sure. And I think that there should be room for that to exist in every in every kind of media you're talking about. Right. You know, like uh, that you know that uh, you know like artists that have released an, a a song that is 45 minutes long as an album. That mm. that's like you should be able to do that and not think it's a mistake. You should feel free to do that if you think that's what you want to do. Yeah. And you shouldn't be railroaded into a certain technique because that's the one that sells fast. Right. Because like when when you do that enough, the then when you run into the pellet problem, right? The rat in the pellet is right. when that's all you're exposed to, it makes you impatient with the long flow stuff and you can't access the payoff of long flow when you want the immediate pellet. Do you guys remember the song Telegraph Road by Dire Straits? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was yeah. off of Love and Gold or whatever? Love and Gold, yeah. From right. 81 or 82? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That a song like that would never be made today. Right. And the thing is that this is, it's in <laughs> his You know what else he wrote from that was Private Dancer. And right. he gave it to Private Dancer. Yes. No, that's amazing. We didn't know this. Because it's but, the, uh, the song, uh, he, he sounds very similar to it on the second side. Anyway, go, oh, yeah, keep yeah. going. Sorry. But like, that's the, the, the thing is, is that like, I, and I firmly believe just, I mean, in the context of just talking about Glenn, the 32 short films about Glenn Gould, they are 32 short films. These are short little bite-sized experiences yes, that actually, are very, that's an excellent point. Uh, very very like they get right to the point and they hit you and you have a little emotional experience so that's oh, totally valid right uh, absolutely and there's a great one another one they did you know like the really short ones are great because some of them are just an experience which mm-hmm. was good and one of them is is a is a is a shot of him in a center like this is a shot that with people is would he do on the ice no, no, no. He's in a room. He's in a center and he's listening to music and conducting in his, mm-hmm. with his eyes closed and a camera's going around. It's going around him. him. Yeah. Around he's the center him, of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. every time it passes a column, mm-hmm. it switches from a wide to a tele, uh, telephoto to a wide to a telephoto yes. to a yeah. wide to a telephoto. And it's, co- what's impressive about that is that there's continuity. If his hand is up, he's doing this. Yes, exactly. Right. So, so they didn't just do it twice. It's a performance. It, it's no, a they performed it so that when they crossed the beam, they crossed yep. the beam, they crossed the beam. It was always going. It's always, always on going. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I think that, like, that, so that's the, that's the ultimate point there. It's like the, the old man version of what I'm saying is like, kids these days don't recognize the well. Like, I'm not saying it's invalid to make, uh, uh, you can make a very powerful, very emotionally powerful TikTok that's very short. And it's absolutely valid. And I want that to exist. You can also make a very long, slow science fiction film called Stalker, right? And that in itself presents you with an experience that you cannot get from a 15-second TikTok. You also can't get the 15-second TikTok experience from Stalker. So there are two different ways to get it at an experience and both or the are five hour version of until the end of the world. Exactly. <laughs> but like, but they are dependent on what they do. Like they are dependent on the format they choose and you need the freedom to be able to choose that. And with a, right now we are designing it so that it leans towards the quick payoff. And the more you do that, the harder it is to access the things you can only access this other way, uh, both physically in terms of media and also just experientially when you've been like, you're just like, uh, just get to it. Just get to the point. Like no, the no, point well, of, the point of stalker is to experience all of stuff. This is also just in the nature of the interface, right? We've, mm-hmm. we've developed interfaces where we swipe to dismiss constantly. Yes. Right? right. And so, you know, that's kind of, well, like, like I'm like, I'm as much, if we a, didn't have that interface. I can't go to my TV. Well, we do. Yeah. We, okay. Now we used to have that, right? Mm-hmm. We, in the, in the 
quote unquote old days, it was the remote control. Next channel, next channel, next channel. That's right. Next channel, right? And then, then how do they do that? They give you more channels. Yeah, and right, they're all right. crap. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah. you just start, oh, right, Seinfeld. I've seen this episode. Yes. I'll stop here. Right, 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 right. Well, the thing is, like, I, I, like, I, I realized something that over, like, I normally, my normal rate of reading is about two to three books a month or okay. so. Um, that was three years ago. That was my rate. Uh, now I have not finished a novel in two years. Wow. Wow. I have, I have 12 books I'm in the middle of that I kind of knew Why? my way through. Why? What is that My attention that? span is fucked. No, really? It's fucked. It's fucked. It's, it's shattered. Oh. So, like, this is not like, oh, the kids don't know the appreciation of such and so. Like, I am in the same fucking boat, man. I, because I have my phone, I can't read more than three pages before getting distracted. Like, that sucks. Like, that's bad creatively for me. I have to force myself to sit down to break through the irritation of I'm still doing the same thing for more than 30 seconds. Uh, okay, now I'm into it. You know, and I want to get, I, I want to shake that m monkey. <laughs> it sucks. There's a great lecture that, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Uberman? Monty Python guy. Uh, 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 John Cleese. Uh, John Cleese did mm -hmm. about creativity and the pr process of creativity. That's exactly about that. Mm. Mm -hmm. We'll play it. We'll put it on our Discord. That sounds good. But yeah, this is the thing, dude. This is this is. This By the way, join our Discord. Yeah, please do. <laughs> but this is like there's no generational aspect to this at all. This is seriously just a just our media and communications. It'd be so right funny now. if you said that. There's no generational thing. But if you're under forty, you don't know what the fuck you're talking you don't, about. You're not, so you're don't even bother yeah, listening. You have to no me. But it's not generational. I'm just saying you'll <laughs> like, never understand it. So is, don't even. This think is the about situation it. we are all yeah. in right now, where it makes it very. I don't blame very a man for the loss of my legs. Chinaman took him out from Korea. Best line ever. So great. But this is like I, I think I put our Discord link in the Beast. chat. Remember in Sexy yes. Beast, they're on the beach, and he's yeah. like, "Talk to me, talk to me. I'm a good listener." He's like, uh, "I can't do it." Fuck you! You can't do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But this is because the, like they like there are like uh, like I there are there are books I love. There are like incredibly long books. I love reading incredibly long books because I get it puts me in a spot where I'm like just totally into a, a zone, the world, you know? yeah. the end of the world of the book. And uh, okay, and, let me let me tell you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you out of your funk. Yeah, hit me, hit me. Okay. Go ahead. I, it, unless you've already read it, which you probably have. Mm, really. uh, uh, Project Hail Mary. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. It was great. Okay, I did finish that this one. I finished that at the beginning I of God. Uh, I've been reading it. the Rick Rubin's new book. What do you got? This thing is. It's like Robert uh, Henry's Art Spirit. This oh, is wow. probably this is Rick this. Rubin, the producer of the Beastie Boys, put this book out. It's a masterpiece. I can't tell you oh, how much I've read, read it. Hell, shit, I'll read that. It is. Sure. The book, it, it's so, it's about being an artist. It's the greatest book it. about being an artist since the art spirit. What's the name of it? It's called uh, The Creative Act of Being. A Creative Act, A Way of I love Being. It. I love and it. Okay. That is a good book. To break that mindset. Also, I will try to, yes. Eric, we can't life. hear you because you're facing away from also, the microphone. Also, is this book, the David Lynch book. Oh, Catching the Big Fish is amazing. Catching yes. the Big yes. Fish. Yes. And then this one is a very good book. And I've read it many times. The War of Art. The I've War never read that. Awesome I've seen book. that book. Oh, that this sounds great. Okay. It's an amazing book. I'm gonna, this I'm, by I'm far is the best book I've read. It's like Robert Henry's Art Spirit. And Henry, I loved as a painter. This book is, it's just, you can, 
I'm going to read it for the next 30 years over and over again. That's how, okay. I wrote, I wrote that down. Okay, I'm going to put this one down. Origami Zoo. How origami Zoo. I love it. Yes. 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 Well, I, I have something it. else I found to this tell book you in my mom's house. I'm, like, I'm going to take this back. Take that. <laughs> you, you know what really helps you? And I, I saw it today and it made me realize when I work out, I, I just go rabbit holes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I love but it. quickly yes. before, I also, know you got Podcast yeah. Magazine, also really good. Hey, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Infinite Chess, everybody. Yeah, I'm one of those fucking guys. Look at this thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> it is actually a good book. <laughs> so, I'm, not, I'm not recommending it because I don't want to be seen as one of those guys, but it's the best book I've ever read. <laughs> That's how we go. But I'm definitely picking that up, Eric. That sounds great. That sounds what awesome. I was going to say. I ask everybody to go onto YouTube and look up maybe a 20-year-old music award show and just watch it. And you realize, wow, they were top of their yeah. – I've never heard of these people, right? Or mm-hmm. you just – it puts a thing, a spin on it because you just look at new stuff and awards and that's the road I got to go down. Or look at these yep. people. Go back and watch these award shows and you're like, oh. God. The, the YouTube beat. one that 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 uh, that I got into this week that uh, that Jason's also uh, uh, loves is uh, Rock Virgin. I went Rock down Virgin, that, I love it. Thanks for sending. I went down that, so ra- that rabbit hole. My That's God, great. it's amazing. Rock, She's Rock fantastic. I, you, Eric, this it's is so all. It's you to a hundred percent. It is in fact related to our podcast. Yes, because it is a classical music musician. She's a, mm-hmm. a harpist and a mm-hmm. music teacher, right? Uh, and a piano player. She's never listened to rock and roll. Yeah, she's totally out of the loop on any of that stuff. And so what she does is she people suggest rock songs that she should listen to, and she listens to them and reacts to them and explains what her feelings are about this song. And the first one I got introduced, the way I got introduced to it was actually through Radio Paradise. If you guys don't know Radio Paradise, have you ever heard of Radio Paradise? It's actually an internet radio station called Radio Paradise. It is there's no ads whatsoever. It's completely user supported, and it's an absolute incredible mix of music. And he's really, really good. But he also does play, uh, play some Mark Knopfler and Dire Straits. So he mm-hmm. was playing Brothers in Arms, and I was like, oh, I love Brothers in Arms. And at the end, he's doing his little DJ part and saying, he's like, I I just saw a video of uh of classical musicians hearing this song for the first time and her reaction to it, and you should look it up. So I looked it up and I found her, and it's. Mwah, beautiful, oh, it's so, so good. So it it good. actually got me quite choked up. Felt like I, I, heard, I was yeah, crying really, at the yeah, end of it yeah, because it's it really like, oh my god, it's such an incredible thing. Yeah, yeah, All of this is on our Discord, Eric. We talked about it for a long time, so you should really go to our Discord. And everyone should go to our Discord. Everyone should go to our Discord. That's what it is. Yeah, I go to the Discord. I'm engaged. I put stuff in the AI section. I know, but 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 did you click on any of the links where I actually called you out by name? Hey. But like, Look, can we dude. can we put up our Discord link for the? It's for, already up there. It's, it's already up there. there. Okay, yes. please go to our Discord because we put up stuff like this all the time as it relates to the movies that we are uh, talking about. As right. it relates to uh, virtually anything, we have all sorts of random bullshit up there that's really really funny and charming. We have an incredible bunch of people that chat with us there, yeah. and it's a really positive experience. Unlike many Discords I've been a part of, which are. Less than positive. Yeah, where people trade, <laughs> yeah. trade uh, yeah. government secrets. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we try. We do our best, but we couldn't uh, really okay. wing it. So then, so the other one that she did, I was like, oh, I got to see this, is they said uh, she did uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Oh, yeah. So imagine right. a classical musician never heard Bohemian Rhapsody. She must and, have loved Bohemian Rhapsody. And so the way she 
she does it. She literally stops it as she's reacting, says what she says, and listens to it. And so one song can take her like 30 minutes to discuss, yep. right? Right. And so she's hearing it, and Bohemian Rhapsody is like, oh, my God, because it obviously sounds like an opera, and it's on this, and that. So she gets into it, and then gets in, and then obviously there's a big transition where it starts to go, <laughs> starts going, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, right? And she's like, what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It's like, it just, it's wonderful. So good. I'm going to watch that one. That's yeah. a, she's really, it, what's really funny is I was watching it. I was really struck by her mannerisms, her look actually, and her whole presentation right. is exactly like one entire half of my family. Like really? we're all, ma- or we're all mathematicians and all musicians. Right. <laughs> like, well, all, and like they, they all are like, and I mean this in a complimentary way. They're all exactly like her, and it's incredibly charming. What I think is very, also very wonderful about folks. what she she's doing. First of all, it's a very smart YouTube concept. Mm-hmm. Great, you know, along the lines of Hot Ones, as a mm-hmm. great concept, right? Yeah, it's but great... that's just so you know. I've been watching this thing for about four years now, called Lost in Vegas. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hold but on. Let me finish what I was going to say, and we can talk about. But it's not a new concept. Yeah, and so she. Uh, one of the things that I think is really cool is that most of the songs are things that people suggest to her because she doesn't know, right? And so she's like, uh, she listened to "Locomotive Breath" by Jeff Tall. Like she says, I'm really curious about this one because I hear he plays the flute. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I understand that he plays the flute. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, the, but I, what I really like about everything that she reacts to is she's always very respectful and enjoys it. Oh because yeah. Because she knows yeah. that the people listening to what she's doing can't wait to hear her talk about their favorite song. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know she's, I mean? she's very kind and she's very giving and she's there to appreciate right. why this works and, uh, and help people love it more. And right. I, that's a, there's a positivity to her presentation. I was just like, this is, this is incredible, dude. Like this makes me feel really good about liking something, <laughs> which is the way it should be. I think but, like, if you're going to do this kind of stuff, like even if you, even if you're hating on something, you should find joy in what you're doing, you shouldn't try to drag people down. She absolutely makes it like, you know, like I like Dire Straits, but you love Dire Straits. I love Dire Straits. And I can't, like, I got choked up. I'm just like, oh my God, Chris must have cried his eyeballs out. Yeah, no, I, I, I've actually said to myself, like, if there is one single celebrity whose hand I wish to shake, it's Mark Knopfler. That's the only one. That yeah, he's about. a genius. There's no two ways about that, for sure. The only one I care about. And yeah. then, you know, one of the nicest things that Karen has ever done to me, she took me to a Mark Knopfler concert and I still that's incredible. remember it. That's great. It's that's great. absolutely incredible. So, yeah. um, yeah, I love Dire Straits. And he's so a this just is, a brilliant guy. This is, this has been the music appreciation episode of TV Giant. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a great one. It's been, I, it's been really good. So I'm going to, you know, go check out, just go to, um, uh, go to YouTube and check out Rock Virgin and subscribe to her channel. Just browse it and you'll see, you'll find she does Black Sabbath. She does all kinds of stuff. Uh, so definitely subscribe to her channel because I, and I'm not, I'm not trying to endorse it. I'm just saying we don't know her. We I don't like know it. her. It's just something I discovered and I yep. think it's wonderful. And since we, this whole podcast has been about movies about music and she is specifically reacting yep. towards things, I think yep. it's a great, great thing. So definitely check her out. Well, this was an excellent episode. I know you have a heart out, uh, but I do. Uh, it was so it was terrific, and um, that was a good one. So excited to have talked about those movies. Those are really good it's ones. due. And I, again, like I said, I was like, I was like, oh, we should have done it with Whiplash. But I'm so glad we did it about about this uh, Glenn Gould film because I had not seen it for a long time, and I yeah. really think it's such a great experience. The, the the shame of it that it's only available on SD. Yeah, 
Oh, it was heartbreaking, right? dude. I was like, oh, jeepers. I guys. was I was desperate. I went on to Canopy and 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 uh, other places to see if I could find it. And yeah, I did the same. Made the same route. I was like, there's got to be something else. But and Jason put enough. the link to her to the YouTube. To oh, thank YouTube you, Jason. Fantastic, nice. That's really great. Yeah. That's really great. Well, excellent work, fellas. That was excellent, and excellent everybody in chat. Uh, please join us on Twitter at Martini Giant, uh, Instagram uh, Martini underscore Giant. Uh, and definitely join our Discord. The link is in the uh, the chat right now. Really, honestly, even with Twitter and everything, Discord is really where it's we very, have the yeah, most. Really I love Discord. Yeah, it's yeah. so much fun. Because Mid Journey's on Discord. Yeah, yeah Mid Journey's a lot that's of things fun. that are on. Dude, there's a lot of things on Discord that are very interesting. Yeah, no, some good some good chit chat, and you can also join our uh, join our framed competition. Where we every identify day. We play framed and try to identify frames from movies. I got it in two. Fun. I was so proud of this. Uh, I I I suck at framed. It's so embarrassing. Really? It's, I I, I absolutely would think you would nail it. it. I would think so too. But I'm an absolute moron. It's it's amazing. I confound myself every time I get to the fourth one. I'm like, how did I not realize this was fucking you know Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> every time. No, I'm gonna. Uh, all right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I, I can't spoil the frame because it's still active today. But that's true. I got that's it. True. I got it. Like because a very specific. I got it on the second one based on a very specific thing that I admired about that movie, and it's uh, it's about the lighting. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. All right, you guys ready for this? We're Let's ready. Do it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Drink. Talk. Drink. Oh.